Good morning. It is a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Griffin. Another busy day on tap today coming up. We're going to talk some Ravens. The great Sal Palantonio is back with us from ESPN, plus former Ravens offensive lineman A.Q. Shipley, who you now see as part of the Pat McAfee show. He was raving about Tyler Linderbaum and the Ravens' run offense. We will talk to him all about it. Also this morning, Spencer Haywood is joining us. One of the more incredible figures in the history of the sport of basketball, the Hall of Famer. We'll check in. I hear they're making a movie about his life, which I guess they can get on with now that the uh, the strike is over. So I guess that's, uh, I don't know, maybe that's 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 happening. But um, he's just fascinating, man. He, uh, I, I don't even know if we want to talk about the, the Jeff Perlman show with him because he certainly had an interesting, or his character, had an interesting role in it. But um, we'll talk with uh, Spencer Haywood this morning. It's Thursday, so we'll make some picks with our guy Ken Zalis and... Who knows what else? We're going to have a visitor stopping by the studio. It's just going to be a uh, very busy morning here on GCR. Glad you are a part of it. Today's show is brought to you by Superbook. Of course, Superbook.com or download the Superbook app. Now, I'm going to I'm gonna say something here that you're going to say, why do you care? But I want to know who the odds-on favorite is to win the NBA in-season tournament. That's what I want to know right now. Why do you why do you care? Ah. See, I'm glad you asked that question. The answer, by the way, is the Celtics at six to one. Second favorite, the Bucks at seven to one, the Nuggets at seven to one. How is this different than I the know, actual like, it it's essentially the exact Oh no flip flop. Because the Bucks are the third favorite to win the overall title. And yet they're tied with the Nuggets to win the in season title. Well uh, Whatever. I, I here's the deal. I bring all this up to you, first of all, because you can go to Superbook. If you want to bet on the NBA in-season tournament, you can do that with Superbook. Superbook Superbook.com or the Superbook app. I I am sure that you have taken advantage of so many different promo codes and offers throughout sports betting. These are inevitably going to go away. I've tried warning you about that. At some point, all of the sports betting companies are going to pack up and say, well, we did what we needed to do in Maryland. Now it's time to go on to somewhere else. So if you haven't taken advantage of it, you're just leaving free money on the table, free bets in this case. Up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose, with Superbook. So use that code, GlennClark23, and sign up today. I bring this up because, as Drew and I were discussing yesterday, we need to uh, get it moving with uh, what we're going to be doing for Helping Up Mission this year. And... I I remember last year we did a couple of World Cup pools, charity pools, and we had a lot of fun with it. Gave people reason to watch World Cup matches they would have otherwise not cared about. So I think we're going to bring it back with the stupid in-season tournament. All I right. think we're doing that. Now, i got to figure out how we want to do this, right? There's 30 teams in the NBA. So do we give... If we put 10 people in, do we give them all three teams? They would raise, we would charge everybody 20 bucks. Winner gets 100, helping up gets 100. It would be the way that it would go. Is that, does that make sense? Or 
Yeah. Should we do yeah. 15 and everybody gets two teams and then we're getting uh, 150 bucks for helping up mission and the winner gets 150 bucks. So it'd be so it'd be if you get the so if you get the who just the Celtics are the favorite. The Celtics you'd also get the bottom. If it's so two you teams get the Wizards. You get yeah, basically. <laughs> you get one and you get 30, right? And then you get two and 29, you get three and 28. It would go like that. The gotcha. same way we did it with the World Cup. If we did three, we'd have to figure out maybe yeah. we just make maybe it's easier to do two. I don't know. Three pools, right? Like we'd have three because I think there are three pools for the stupid tournament. So we could just give you one team from each pool, but you might end up getting three bad teams if that were the case. So it feels like it'd be more fair to do the two. So you think we do two teams? I, th- I think we go two teams. We need fifteen people to get in to fill the bur- the the pool. Yeah, that shouldn't be. Well, so you could also buy two. I mean, some yeah. people do that. We'll buy two. Winner gets 150 bucks. 150 bucks goes to helping out mission. Yeah, that's fine. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, I think that's good. Look, man, I'm not proud of it. If there was a soccer tournament, we'd go with that. <laughs> do the FA Cup or something? I mean, that I don't take too long. Uh, <laughs> not, not an option. If there was, I, 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 Lord knows how the MLS playoffs work. I have no. Your guess because they play two legs, but like I don't I, think the score matters. I think it's just who wins, right? I I don't know. I don't know, man. I can't pretend like I understand. the The moral is if you win four to one in the first game, I don't think it matters. And they're playing on random days. Like who knows what's I I I just given up on that. So here's what we're doing: the NBA and what 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 weekend is they they are they crowning a champion? It's the same as the Heisman Trophy, right? It's Heisman Trophy weekend. They're crowning yeah, a, it's a in champion Vegas, of this. I think, yeah, it's December 10th or whatever that weekend is. We will. We will get you in. You got to hit me up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. However you want to hit me up, Glenn Clark Radio at gmail.com. December 9th. December 9th. They will crown the champion. So we need 15 of you to get in 20 bucks, 10 of which will go to the winner. And we're just doing the winner of the tournament, whoever gets the champion, right? We're not doing – yeah. like with the World Cup, yeah. we did a point structure, and, but there's only semifinals and finals. Is there even a way – like, do we do it so that if you get two semifinalists, then you would win over the champion? Should we do it that way? Um, I mean – Like, if we made it six points for a semifinalist, eight points – No, I think, I think we should just go – Go with outright, the outright, outright champion. Yeah. All right. Because if I – yeah, because, you know, if the Hawks somehow win it and – like you feel like you should, but I also to win the pool if if you didn't just because you, you didn't, drew. But I you didn't know. just I, winning the World Cup wasn't enough to to win the pool for the World Cup pool. You had to yeah, but the World Cup. I don't know because it feels you know it was fun to you know get behind. You think this is just more of a contrived event, so the yeah. only thing should be the champion. Yeah. All right, that's what we're doing. We will give away the teams if your team wins. And by the way, this is just. Pool play and a semifinal and final. So I, there is an element of literally anyone could win this because who the f knows who cares, right? So I maybe the Hawks could win this thing. If you want in, hit me up any of those ways. Yeah. We who's, will do. Who's going to be this year's Morocco? Sure, we will do <laughs> the Wizards. <laughs> you, why do you care? They won last night. They so did. Yeah. That'll be the game Shocking. they win this month. That'll, that'll be fun. Y'all be, will be remember that. 15 bucks to get in. No, sorry. 20 bucks to get in. 15 of you that we need to get in. You get two teams. If your team wins, you get 150 bucks. 
charity gets 150 bucks. If you just want to go ahead, if you say, I don't need to go through the rigmarole, and you just want to go ahead and send me your cash, the, uh, I don't even know what it is. I should have probably, I should have probably looked this up by now. Uh, I should have probably been more prepared because I decided last night that we were doing this. Oh, for God's sakes, PayPal, you need a code for what? Your for what? It's Venmo me. is. You're literally on my phone. It's, uh, I'm, oh, God. This is compelling radio. What happened to your Venmo? This, what do you mean, what happened to my Venmo? I don't know, why I'm pretty not, sure why it exists. Up one? Oh, there we go. Glenn Dash Clark. Glenn Dash Clark on Venmo. It's Glenn Clark 180 with two N's on PayPal and on Cash App. It's a dollar sign. Glenn Clark Radio. Just go ahead and send me. Go ahead, and we will get you in. <coughs> I'll talk. I'll talk PFF Sean into doing it. So we'll get you in. Ugh, God, I sound dreadful. We'll get you in. I would like to fill up like four of them. That would be awesome because that would mean that we would get. So here's my goal. My goal is to get to at least three thousand dollars donated for us to go out and spend on. Um, uh, toiletries and and underwear and things like that that they need at the Helping Up mission. So we will do another raffle, and I will have some prizes that we can give away for this year's raffle. We're going to have this uh, helmet autographed by many Baltimore Ravens players, including uh, this week Justin Matabike, Chris Tyus Bowser signed it, and, uh, Justice Hill signed it, and... I think Adafi Owe has signed it. A bunch of different Ravens players have signed this helmet. We'll do that, and I'll have a couple other things that I'm going to be giving away uh, as part of this. And then we're going to, Drew and I are also going to look to do an event. And that event, we will either ask you to bring out, you know, toiletries and underwear, or you will be able to make a cash donation, and we will have uh, some a celebrity guest or two that will be joining us, and we'll make it a meet and greet on that night. So those are going to be the different ways for you to get involved. But the first one is I would like to fill at least two. If I fill two of these things, that's 300 bucks. I'm going to feel pretty good about our chances of getting to our goal. I'm going to feel I'm going to feel like we're going to get there. So, let's get on it. Get in. We're going to do a charity NBA in-season tournament pool, the dumbest event in the history of humanity, but we're going to make something out of it because that's what we do around here. Is we take chicken s and turn it into chicken salad that's the way that it goes we are making chicken salad this morning. speaking of which chicken salad sounds delicious you got any chicken salad anything not, not, not on me but really could go for some chicken salad now that i'm talking about it so get in um or at least let me know that you want in and we will get you in for our in-season tournament charity pool benefiting the helping up mission please go ahead and do that all right so I don't know what's going on with me this morning. Doesn't sound good. I probably should have cleared my throat before the show began, but that's what it is. Uh, Injury report yesterday for the Baltimore Ravens. Not a lot, but notably, out of kind of nowhere, we see two names on it that we hadn't seen before, in Odell Beckham and Michael Pierce. Good news is one of them, Odell Beckham, they said, was not injury-related. If it's not injury-related, why do you have to be on the injury report? I don't, I don't know if I get that. Not injury-related rest-slash-knee. So it's just sort of their way of saying Odell Beckham's not going to practice every day. Get used to it. All good. Also, Michael Pierce did not participate due to an illness. Hopefully there's nothing going on there. He is fine. Good news is Morgan Moses returned to practice yesterday, was a full participant, and that puts him in very good position 
to try to uh, make a run towards being on the field on Sunday against the Browns. So those are the good, the positives come from the injury report yesterday for the Baltimore Ravens. On the flip side, as we know, the Browns actually had a ton of players. Yeah. More or less everybody, although I don't know how many of them you're actually concerned about not playing on Sunday, but it seemed like the Browns had no one participating in practice yesterday. I have been, um, I, this week, I have been thinking a little bit, obviously one of the subjects that we've talked about is the um, it, are, are jinxing the fact that the Ravens have been playing so well. And as absurd as it sounds, that's sort of the way that we feel. And we had a lot of fun with it last night on 105.7 The Fan. Rita and I were on there. We took calls in the first hour, and a lot of you guys checked in. John from Little Rock even called in last night, which is dope. I love John. That's my guy. He was telling me about just how superstitious he is. Like, John is super superstitious. Like, he goes to the next length. Um, And I was enjoying all these conversations and all of this thought process. And I, I sort of tied a bow on it. We talked to our buddy Greg Rosenthal from NFL Network, who sort of said... There is no such thing as best team in the NFL at this point in the season. And I understood what his point was, which is there are teams that you all look at and say, all of these teams could win the Super Bowl. But there's no way for any of them to be the best. Now, those of us that our employers ask us to put together power rankings, we have to tell you who it is that we think is the best. Here's the dirty little secret of how I do power rankings. If you won, you don't move down. If you lost, you don't move up. If you didn't play, you don't move. And then the structures from there. I'm not actually telling you with certainty that I know that the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in the NFL. It's that by default, they were the team that lost least frequent or least recently of all of the good teams. Something like that. They lost le- least frequently and recently of all of the good teams. So They're in the separated group, and as other teams fell, the Dolphins, the 49ers, the Chiefs, the Eagles were above all of them, were moved above all of them. The Ravens, because they had lost a second game, were behind the Eagles. So I haven't jumped them. I very rarely, you'd have to win an extraordinary game. Sometimes you win an extraordinary game, and I, in my power rankings, I'll move you above another team that won. If you win it, when the Denver Broncos beat the Kansas City Chiefs, they moved above a couple of teams who beat, like, the Chicago Bears or the Washington Commanders because that's a more impressive victory than those teams. But short of that, you're not likely to move above another team that won. But Greg's point is kind of the way that I approach power rankings. I said the Ravens are the number two team in the NFL this week. That doesn't actually mean I don't know that they aren't the best team in the NFL. It's What I'm saying is... The teams that are good are all good. The teams that are in this separated group are all separated. And the point that there is no best team in the NFL, yeah, I mean, there's no, how would we possibly know that? We have a structure for that. We call it the playoffs. And then we crown a champion at the end of that. That's the only way that we go about trying to determine who the best team in the NFL might be because it's irrelevant. Ironically, during segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show, which you will hear later on today with special guest Justin Matabike, we start talking about the NBA in-season. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw Tyus right under the bus. We start talking about the N- NBA in-season tournament, and he's like, oh, yeah, I think it's kind of cool. And then as soon as – because I'm like, no, it's not. 
It's stupid. And as soon as the segment ends, he looks at me. He's like, yeah, I guess it would be kind of ridiculous for like us to claim ourselves as mid-season champions. Yeah, that's the point. It would be absurd. And he was like, I get, you're right. And I'm like, I, I'm throwing him under the bus. Because it was very frustrating to me that during the segment itself, he was like, no, nah, I think this is cool. And I'm like, you, no, you don't. I know you don't. There's no way you actually think it's cool. Although it's cool to get into our Helping Up Mission yeah. uh, a charity Maybe pool. Maybe Tiles will be in, you know. You know, I'll, I don't know what the rules are for that. <laughs> I don't yeah, want to. That's, that's fair. I want to make sure charity. that we don't end. I agree, but I, brother, I don't yeah, know right. how any of these things work. I guess that's. I guess that's. I don't want to be the guy that ends up being the at the center drugs. of this. I am going to avoid that entirely. Ever tell you that we had an active college basketball player that tried to get into our. Um, Oh, like the March Madness? Well, I think he did. I think. Yeah. I, I think I remember this and, story. I, <laughs> and I said, dude, I don't want to get you in trouble. And the math was this player was not playing in the NCAA tournament and said, well, my career is over. And I said, well, right, but you're still a student. I don't know how this is going to work. And he said, dude, my career is over. They can't suspend me. I'm in. And I said, all right, bud, you're in. And I appreciate it. It was very nice of this active college basketball player at the time. This is a couple years ago. I don't want to give anybody any hints. This is a few years back that wanted to get into uh, our uh, our charity contest. So that was uh, very much appreciated. But, no, I've, I've come around on that idea that, like, there is no best team in the NFL. The Ravens are among the best teams in the NFL. And we should feel good about that. The, the superstitious thing, I get it. I completely understand. And it is more sensitive to us because of the Ravens' struggles in the playoffs since Lamar Jackson has arrived. It is more – we don't – we almost just don't want to think about it. We're, we're, it's be, it beats the alternative. We're glad they're playing well. It's better than if they weren't playing well. But it doesn't really matter until we see it in the postseason. And I get that. I really do. I don't think even it's unfair to say it's championship or bust, but it's far closer to that than it was for, say, the Orioles this year. Somebody brought that up to me. Like, we had no problem hooting and hollering and celebrating the Orioles, and part of that was because of the standard. The standard was they're not there yet. So it can be a magical season, and it will be remembered as one of the more magical seasons in Orioles history despite that. If the Ravens lose their you know they do what the Ra- the Orioles did and they lose in the first round then we're not going to feel that way about this season it it's unfortunate but it's almost like nothing they do in the regular season matters unless they're losing and that's unfair to them i guess but it's the reality the reality is the standard is they've got to win in the playoffs because that's the thing that they've done this before we 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 the ride in 2019 was amazing. We were all enamored with it. But the problem is because we saw that this now doesn't mean quite as much. We've seen them do that. Now we need to see the thing where they do it in the postseason. And we have reason to be skeptical of that. Unlike say the initial Harbaugh years where they got to the playoffs and won games and advanced 
and they won at least one playoff game every year until they finally broke through and won the Super Bowl, there is reason to be skeptical. Not dismissive, but skeptical. Just, or at least, you know, inquisitive about it. So they've got to prove that in the playoffs. They've got to prove that in the postseason, and there's almost nothing they can do in the regular season that will back that up for us. So that's sort of my tying the bow on that conversation about the Ravens and whether or not they're the best team in the NFL. Although, I will certainly end up bringing it up. Oh, Nick Kelly is in. Dr. Nick has decided to get in for the uh, NBA in season, or as he called it, whatever the hell this NBA thing is. And you know what? That's what they should call it. All right, today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Again, it's the NBA in-season tournament. The legendary, iconic NBA in-season tournament. And we need you to get in. $20. We're going to fill up at least one, hopefully a few more than that, uh, charity pools. And if your team wins, you'll get two teams, one from the uh, top half, one from the bottom half. We'll make it fair as far as the... um, uh, as far as the odds are concerned, and we will uh, crown somebody as champion. They'll get 150 bucks, and Helping Out Mission will get 150 bucks as well. That's how we're going to handle this. So this weekend is a uh, salute to service weekend around the NFL. And as you know, uh, Super Bowl champion Femi Ion Badejo and I, we're going to be out at Towson University for Baltimore County's big Veterans Day event on Sunday, hanging out, watching the game with vets, and then we're going to be doing a post-game show, an opportunity for you to come out and meet Super Bowl champion and get connected with fellow veterans and veteran-owned businesses, and there's going to be speakers and live music and a family fun zone. We're going to have a great day at Towson on Sunday. But ESPN is also recognizing Salute to Service Weekend, and one of our absolute favorite people is a veteran himself. He served five years in the U.S. Navy Pacific Fleet as a surface warfare officer on three different Navy ships in the Pacific and Indian Oceans. He is our friend, the great Sal Palantonio, is back with us here on GCR. Sal, it's Glenn. It's always great to catch up with you, my friend. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. Oh, it's so great to be with you. I haven't been on your show in quite some time, and I've had this particular date circled on my calendar, literally, Uh, in purple, <laughs> uh, November 12th, because I, I really wanted to be uh, in Baltimore at M&T Bank Stadium for Salute to Service Weekend, a division rivalry game. But, you know, in, in my opinion, honestly, and it's not just because I'm here this weekend and talking to you, but I don't think there's any team or any stadium in the NFL that does salute the service better than the Baltimore Ravens at M&T Bank Stadium. I've traveled all over the country and, and done some of these games at other places. I think MetLife does a very good job. I think they do a terrific job at Lincoln Financial Field and, of course, in Pittsburgh. But, geez, nobody really does it like they do it in Baltimore. There are so many veterans in Maryland and in Baltimore, and uh, people come up from D.C., Ravens fans from all over the place. And it's just it's great, and we're already planning our salute to service events on the air on Sports Center and Sunday NFL Countdown with Chad Steele, 
and Patrick Gleason and the Baltimore Ravens That's to make great. sure that we get it right. That is awesome. And I know John Harbaugh, throughout the time he's been in Baltimore, has been an absolute champion of uh, veterans' causes as well, and I give him an awful lot of credit for that. So I, I'm glad you brought it up, and I'm glad you, it, it means so much to you because I, I do think, and you understand that, we are a we're a cynical nation, right? Like that's who we are as people is we're cynical. And there are people that whenever they see salute to service, they they roll their eyes and say, ah, they they you know somebody's trying to they're trying to capitalize on something that's more important than that. As someone who served, why is the salute to service so important to you? And and you would what would be your message to someone who is cynical about these types of measures? Right. So, Glenn, you know, I respect you, but I don't I don't agree with people that with the people in the country in general are cynical about it. I think once you get out of certain areas of the country, I think people really celebrate veterans. <clears throat> and for me, it was just an honor to serve. And I still carry it with me. Uh, I got out of the Navy in 1983. So if my math serves me, what, that's 40 years ago yeah. to the year. Um, and I still. Uh, I'm involved with veterans organizations. I'll be doing three events this weekend uh, for Folds of Honor, for American Corporate Partnership, for Wounded Warriors. And, you know, I think you have to look at a couple of things uh, on the on the front side of it. This has never been a more important time to make sure that you're paying attention to what's happening in our people and our military and their families. Mm. They're being attacked all over the place. Uh, you know, and it's tough. Separations are hard. You know, you want to ask my wife, Lynn, about it. She'll tell you when, when I was at sea, it was difficult. And one of the reasons why I got out when I did and changed careers is because we wanted to have children and she didn't want to be a single parent. For a lot of people who are in the military, it's tough because someone has to stay home. The spouse has to stay home and take care of the children and become single parent households is very, very hard. And all you got to do is look up the numbers and the statistics of suicide among veterans. It's an epidemic in the country. So I'm involved with a very important organization called American Corporate Partnership through Disney. I'm one of the Disney mentors designated to mentor a military member who is transitioning into civilian life. I've done four different mentorships now over an eight-year period. And uh, it's extremely rewarding work, and it's extremely important work. I, I, I want to make sure I say, too, I should have phrased that differently, Sal. I don't think we're all—I think there's a certain percentage of people that are very cynical, and I should have said it that way, and I apologize for that. But then— No, 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 don't. Don't yeah. apologize because, you know, that there are a certain percentage yeah. of people who are cynical about it. But I think once you— <laughs> Once you get out of the so-called quote-unquote beltway, and you know what I'm talking about, you get to people who are in small towns or farms. It's a big deal because yep. they are the ones who serve and, and, and have the brunt of service in our country. And, uh, hey, the reason why I served is my mother had seven brothers. They all served in the Marine Corps, wow. Navy, or the Army in wow. World War II or Korea. My dad had three brothers, and they all served in the Navy. My dad was 4F because he had cataracts at birth. And my Uncle Tony, who was my godfather, who served in the submarines in World War II in the North Sea, which was tough, 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 tough duty, came to me and said that you have to serve because your dad could not. And this was in the Vietnam era of the 70s, where there were protests. And, you know, I had to zig while everybody was zagging. And I'm glad that I did. 
and I thank my Uncle Tony and my Uncle Sal, my namesake on my mother's side, who served in the Marine Corps in World War II. So that's awesome. Uh, I was proud, proud to serve. It's 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 part of our family fabric. That's, can I? You know, I, I want to spend a minute on this because it is it's Veterans Day weekend. We should talk about this. How did your service set you up for? Like, you are a beloved part of football media. You know, like a- everyone gets excited when I know they come. They hear that you're coming on the show. Everyone loves hearing Sal Palantonio on ESPN. How did your service set you up? for the career path that you ultimately chose in media? Well, as I say in advertisements and and promotions that we do on ESPN, if you hire a veteran, they will make you better and they will make your organization better. But the Navy made me better. It really taught me the value of teamwork. And that's what the military is all about, leadership and teamwork and character building. But teamwork is the most important thing. If you have a veteran who you have the opportunity to hire, do it because they're they're used to operating in a team environment in a service environment and they know that it's important to serve the team first and that's how it helped me as a reporter specifically covering the nfl there's no greater team game than the nfl you mentioned john harbaugh it changed him when he went to afghanistan Mm -hmm. i've heard him talk about it many many times in fact he worked he he was the recipient of a Salute to Service Award as a head coach in the National Football League. It will change you when you're around members of the military uh, in very profound ways, and I was changed in that way. Uh, I think it's incredible. I, I, we don't say I, I talk to you too much, and I don't say enough that I am grateful for your service, Sal Palantonio, and um, grateful for the work that you continue to do uh, for these men and women that have served our country. And, uh, I know it is not always easy for everyone as they adjust after service. And so I am grateful for everything that you do in that way. Sal Palantonio from ESPN with us here on GCR. Sal, you also arrive in Baltimore at a time where like, it's really exciting to be in Baltimore and the Ravens are playing absurdly well, right? Um, did, did you see this? I love that word because you're right. Absurdly well. It's, it's, really it's nuts, isn't it? Bill, Glenn, it's absurd. It's sick. It's crazy they're that good, really. Uh, how did this happen, right? Like, how when you look at where they were at the beginning of the season, how did this happen that the Ravens have settled into a point where, I, I and I'm, I'm sure you guys have talked about this on the matchup show, like, there isn't really a weak group on this roster, there isn't any position group that you look at and say, boy, that could really be their undoing right now. Right. So let's talk about the Ravens first and then the matchup second, because I don't think the matchups about the Ravens uh, as it is much about the Browns and specifically Deshaun Watson. And we'll get to that. So this has been a slow buildup, a slow burn. This pot has been on the stove for a while. Eric DaCosta, Ozzie Newsom, John Harbaugh, they have put together, and I think the pivotal moment was the trade for Roquan Smith. How in the world they got Roquan Smith from the Bears, I don't know. I don't know what the Bears are watching, but we have, we have isolated and highlighted Roquan Smith on the NFL matchup show this year several times, and we have watched him. He's Derek Brooks. He's Derek Brooks. It's pretty high. Lofty he may praise. not be Ray Lewis, yeah. he, but he, he, he's, he's, pre, he's unbelievable. Then you add Patrick Queen and Kyle Hamilton, 
and some of the other veterans that they brought in. I know Kyle Van Oy very well. You want Kyle Van Oy on your team and in your locker room. Uh, I don't want to leave anybody out, but it's been a slow buildup. Uh, then you change defensive coordinators, and the approach has become more creative, in my view, just looking at it on film. Uh, and then, you know, I think the biggest thing is Lamar has been healthy. He got his money. When you're healthy, mind, body, and soul, and it sets you free like that, and you have that level of pyrotechnic talent, uh, you've got an explosion. And I think that to me is, I said this yesterday on a radio station in Las Vegas with Beeson, and I covered the Ravens when they won the Super Bowl with Dilfer and with Flacco, and with Ray in both instances. I think this team has a chance to be better than either one of those Ravens teams. Their mm -hmm. defense is gr as good in points allowed, but their quarterback obviously is better. Yep. He's better than Flacco. He's better than Dilfer. I mean, they boat raced Seattle and Detroit, and even though, even though Cleveland in week four had a rookie quarterback, let's not forget Lamar Jackson put up four, 28 points. They put up 28 points against that Cleveland team in week four. So I think this team is special, and I'm in Philly. You know that. And the Eagles are 8-1. and one. Yep. So right now it's, 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 Bal it's Philadelphia-Baltimore 1-2 in the AFC and the AFC in my view. Sal, you just mentioned the matchup with Deshaun Watson, and not a lot of us got to watch the game on Sunday because, you know, it was it was Browns-Cardinals. There wasn't a lot of intrigue around that matchup. But, you know, he certainly, when as he came back, he looked better. Is there a, is there a chance that he can get back to being the dynamic football player that Deshaun Watson once was that we haven't really seen since he arrived in Cleveland? Because that does certainly become more more interesting, not just for this matchup, but for the rest of the season in this division, if he can. Okay, we buried the headline. I've been on with you for 13 minutes, I and I apologize to your listeners for the preamble, but the headline, Glenn, is this game is about Deshaun Watson. Okay. It's not about anybody else on the football field. Everybody else has proven what they can do. And can't do. Miles Garrett has proven it. Yep. The defense of Cleveland has proven it. The Ravens on both sides of the ball have proven it. This game is about Deshaun Watson. He's 0-2 head-to-head against Lamar Jackson in his career. Lost those two games by a combined 74-23. to He's 0-3 on the road in the division over the last two years since joining the Browns. 0-3 on the road. 0-2 against Lamar. Glenn, this game is about Deshaun Watson. And he has to take care of the – he doesn't have to win the game, right? He doesn't have to win the game. He doesn't have to outplay Lamar Jackson. But he does have to take care of the football. And if he's sloppy and if he mismanages the game, then the Browns have to ask themselves, what do you got here? you imagine if they spent all that guaranteed money and they find themselves saying we've made a terrible mistake i mean just a nightmare scenario for the browns what what Sal, can you yeah and you if you remember like let's let's 
let's I, I apologize for yeah. interrupting you, no but problem. let's let's take the tangent of that story, which is a big part of it. Yep. The sidebar. Biscotti dug in his heels because he didn't want to give Lamar the Deshaun Watson contract, right? That was the rub of why Lamar held out. And Lamar is so much better than Deshaun Watson in every aspect. It's it's insane. Oh, and I, I can't imagine. I bet radio in Cleveland is really interesting right now as they watch these two things unfold. I can only imagine what their shows sound like out there. South, and I'm not I'm not faulting Biscotti or Eric DeCosta or Ozzie Newsom for the way they handle the negotiations. I was always about Lamar getting right, paid. I'm always right. about the players yep. getting paid. You I, I, you know, I'm always about the players getting paid. I know you and I are on the yep. same page on that. Yep, 100. percent We agree. But I'm just trying to I'm just trying to point out the difference, right? Of how things have worked out, and that's to me is just it's such a stark difference, man. Sal, is there um, is there anything at all about the Ravens that does concern you? Is there anything that you would say, man, you might be missing this? Or I I, I keep thinking like this can't we 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 have to be wrong about. It. There's no way that when I say there's not any position group that I have concern about. Like I get it. I don't think the Ravens have the Eagles wide receivers, right? Like obviously we know the Eagles wide receivers are on one level and the Ravens aren't. But I don't think that they're a problem either. I think the Ravens can win a Super Bowl with this group of wide receivers that has all had their moments to this point. Is there anything that we're missing? Well, I think this is a test. You know, I like to go matchup by matchup. So this game is a test for Lamar Jackson and for mostly for Deshaun Watson. You know, you come in and you're playing Jim Schwartz defense and you you can run on the wide nine that Schwartz runs. He runs a modified wide nine. So you know, <clears throat> uh, I I don't expect I don't expect the Ravens to have much problem in this game. I expect them to cover in this game. Wow. They beat they have beaten the Browns by an average of two touchdowns in the last I don't know nine meetings, whatever it is. I I I, I think this is a, unless of course. We're trapping. We'll call it. We'll call right. it a trap. Right. Seattle and then Cincinnati comes in on Thursday. So you know, if you take care of the ball, if Lamar doesn't turn the ball over, the Ravens are going to win by more than a touchdown. That's the fair part. The fair part would be that they still they can't keep fumbling the ball. I get that would be an utter a very fair thing to say. They got to continue to clean that up and. Will be interesting right. to see. If, so I think that if you're asking me that one yeah. week spot. That's the spot, right? Yep. yep. I think that's totally fair. And it'll be interesting to see if we Keaton Mitchell has a bigger role moving forward with the Ravens after what we saw last week, and with Justice Hill continue to kind of have issues in the mesh point. It'll be interesting to see how that might move and evolve for the Ravens as the season goes on. Um, I would encourage you, if you guys aren't watching the matchup show, I've said it before, it's the best show in all of football, um, and you can follow him on Twitter, at NFL Matchup. Sal, this, all this weekend, I know ESPN's going all in at the NFL for salute to service, but you guys, ahead of the game on Sunday, you'll be in Baltimore, and there will be salute to service aspects on, uh, on the pregame show on Sunday, correct? Oh, yes, yeah, so we're already planning them, and like I said, this is where I wanted to be. On salute to service weekend, I looked at the schedule, saw the Eagles had a bye, and said, where am I going? Oh, I'm going to the Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens, primarily because nobody does salute to service better than M&T Bank Stadium and the Baltimore Ravens. I want to be there. I've already, We've already been 
planning this uh, with the Ravens Public Relations Department. So, yeah, we're excited. Wow. Salute the service is big for ESPN because our chairman, Jimmy Pitaro, uh, has <clears throat> made it a high, high, high priority for us, and it's always been a high priority for me. And I really appreciate you taking the time, Glenn, uh, to be my friend and uh, to tell the story of veterans on your show and uh, to bring me on to talk about this game. I, re- I really appreciate it. Sal, I will this. give you, you – I, I cannot echo those sentiments back to you. Your friendship has meant the world to me. You are the best, sir, and I have always appreciated the time that you have given to us, and I truly am grateful for your service and what you are doing for veterans. It means the world, man. Thank you, as always, for taking the time for us this morning, brother. All right. Thank you. Happy happy week 10 in the National Football League. We'll talk soon. Sounds good, man. Sal Palantonio. Love me some Sal Palantonio. Hey, uh, remind me what the hotline number is. I, uh, I just realized that I might not have ever given it to our next guest. I might have screwed that up. So I know it's 443. I do know that much. Quickly, I, I got a... Uh, nine, nine, six, three, thirteen, eighty. All right. I don't know how that. I don't know how that happened. I might have made a bit of a, an error there as I was booking a guest, where I never dotted my eyes and crossed my teeth. It's all right, you know. It Life happens. will go on, as, it, as it you do, say. You know what? I do say that sometimes, <laughs> don't I? I say it to my wife all the time. She panics about something. I'm like, hey, you know what? Life will go on. We will. We will figure it out. We will uh, improvise and adapt, as my buddy Bob Haney likes yes. to say. Oh yeah, that's his go-to. Oh, uh, Bob, uh, we will figure it out. Yeah, I uh, I botched that <laughs> big time. Like eight emails back and forth. I never bothered to handle what the hotline is. Love Sal Palantonio. Appreciate him. Uh, he is truly the best. And again, we will be celebrating Veterans Day on Sunday. Come out and join us at Towson. The event starts at 10 a.m. And all you got to do is show up. It's a free event at the University Union at Towson. All you got to do, just show up. It is for veterans. That doesn't mean that others aren't welcome, but we're asking you to reach out to the veterans in your life. Let them know, hey, there's this awesome event going on on Sunday. Starting at 10 a.m. at Towson, all throughout the day. Great veteran-based speakers and vendors and opportunities to connect, job opportunities, service opportunities, Things along those lines, plus free food, family fun zone, Ravens game watch party, and our guy Femi Ion Badejo, Super Bowl champion, is going to be there. KZ and I will be there, too. We will also sign autographs and take pictures. I don't think there will be quite as much demand for us as there will be for Femi, but, you know, we're not saying no. We're all going to be there on Sunday. We want you to come join us starting at 10 a.m. in the University Union as we celebrate Veterans Day on Sunday here. I I am very, very honored to have been asked to have been a part of it and uh, can't wait to be there and look forward to continuing to lift up our veterans. So this is awkward now. Let's pull the curtain back, right? Hall of Famer Spencer Haywood scheduled to call in at 1040. So I wrap up with Sal to make sure that... The phone line is clear for Spencer Haywood to call in. Then my buddy who booked Spencer Haywood messaged me and said, hey, what's the number? Oh. (laughs) So I messaged him the number back, thinking, like, they'll call. Maybe we'll lose a minute, but that's okay. Life will go on. He's on a radio tour, if you will. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, Do I I go to break? (laughs) 
Because you know what happens probably, if I go to break is yeah, as soon right as soon as I go to break, well, the phone's gonna ring. You just want to pull out, and I mean, I guess we shouldn't pull out a break. I, I, yeah, we're not really supposed to do that. All right, let's try to sneak it in. We'll sneak in a break, and we'll see what happens. Glenn Clark Radio. Oh God, <laughs> we don't have the time. Do it again. Come for a game. Stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at Baltimore.org slash hotels. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. All right, we continue along here in a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio, and what an honor it is to be joined now on the program by uh, a Hall of Famer, one of the most legendary figures in the history of basketball, so much so that they're making a movie about him, and it might turn out to be the most compelling movie in the history of cinema as well. He is the great Spencer Haywood, and he is with us now here on GCR. Spencer, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. Oh, thank you for having me. I got news of my U.S. Supreme Court case in 1971. I got the news while I was playing against Baltimore Bullets. I didn't know that. Wes Unsell, Gus Johnson, all of those guys, Earl Monroe, all of them was there. Man, those are special memories for for everybody in Baltimore that remembers the Bullets. And, And by the way, Wes Unsell, the late Wes Unsell, you know, only one of the greatest human beings that's ever lived, right? Like, just what a special man Wes Unseld was. Special, special man. And I I just found out a couple of years ago that Wes Unseld and I have two things. Myself and Wes Unseld and Jim Brown, we were the only rookies who were rookie of the year and MVP of the league. So, yeah, so I was like, wow. And I was just spent some time when I was with the Washington Bullets, they had a, a little ceremony there, and I spent time with uh, Wes Unsell's wife, his daughter, 
And, of course, his coach was there, uh, West Jr. Connie, of course, also a very special woman. And um, I, yeah. uh, what they did for this community, uh, Spencer, it is incredibly powerful and will make grown men weep talking about Wes Unseld in our neck of the woods. So I am greatly yes, appreciative of you reflecting on the life of the legendary Wes Unseld this morning. Um, Spencer Haywood, I don't even know where to start because, like, when I say they're making a movie about you, <laughs> they should make five movies about you. Well, they have they have one going on now. Yep. Uh, uh, the winning time over at HBO, but yep, uh, that's just one. That's just one year of my life. Where, but, okay, uh, can yeah. I ask you about that? Where, where were you with that? Because I know that so many guys were bothered by the show, and I, I know that there was like hey, a, well, some guys were faking. <laughs> They love the show. <laughs> well, you know, okay, I have to say this about it. Magic Johnson is a little nervous about it. So oh. we all went on a trip this summer, and we were just talking about it. We all, you know, like a, a reunion tour for the Lakers. So we was in Hawaii, so they were like, beat, they constantly were beating me down for getting out that year because I blew, we had seven championships in a row lined up. <laughs> So, so that was a good beat down. But we were just talking about the, the movie and stuff like that. And Kareem's tried to chime in on the chime in on the conversation. And we were like, come on, Captain, they made you out to be the man. So you don't have nothing you don't have conversation in this. <laughs> so you... let let me and Magic sweat bullets over here in Jerry West, but man, come on, cool. Get out of here. If anyone would have had, you know, reason to not want the show, it probably would have been you because, as you mentioned, of where you were in your life at that point. But it, it, it sounds yeah. like you are okay reflecting on that point in your life and where you've come from that moment and how things turned for you, and you don't hide from that being part of your story. No, 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 because, I, I you know, I, I had substance abuse problems. Cocaine was my brain, but... What happened there is uh, is uh, it was a wake up call for me for my life, not just basketball, but for my life. And so I was I'm able to now celebrate 39 years of sobriety. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, I have relationships with all of my former teammates. And what happened was this: I thought it was a bad, bad thing. So we had a bad. We had a uh, we were celebrating on the lake of floor. I think it was last year a year before, uh, with Kareem's 75th birthday. So all of these players come running up to me, and I'm saying, y'all got the wrong guy. It's Kareem's birthday. And they were like, no, no, Spence, we didn't know you were the guy who made us rich, man. Mr. Haywood, you're the man. I yeah. said, how do you know this? I said, how do you know about this? Winning time. I said, oh, wow. So this everybody learned about me. If people don't know about and, like the Spencer Haywood rule, of course, right, allowed for players to leave college early and go to the NBA in high school, and yeah. and, and not a uh, as you've pointed out, like imagine the history of basketball if not for that, right? Like it wouldn't have just been we wouldn't have had as many teams because once I broke that ruling at the Supreme Court. All of a sudden, we got expansion teams. We had we went from 14 teams to 30 teams because we had a pool in which to pull from the European players, all of them. So let me explain to your audience that this ruling was in place that you had to wait 
for four years after your high school class had graduated before you could go into the NBA. So you can imagine, you know, with the Michael Jordans, the Magic Johnsons, Larry Birds, all of them, it would be a total different world. And so from that ruling in 1971, there's been salary estimated at salary for players through me over $60 billion. Wow. Yeah. Wow. No. <laughs> wow. That is a staggering <laughs> figure. The great Spencer Haywood with us here on GCR. Spencer, I you know I, I think for like I, I've got a, a producer who's very young who's sitting in studio right now. Like uh, we've seen Victor Wembanyama this year. He looks like the most ready basketball player in the history of the sport. Imagine if he would have to have waited four second. more years. Right. Oh, the second second okay. ready player. I was the first. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Oh man! But just imagine though, if he had to wait, you know, oh, if he get hurt, he could lose. You know, it just you lose interest in the game because you don't have a place to go. Uh, it would be just a different world because he's what nineteen. Yep, a hundred percent. Yeah, that's when I. Yeah, that's when I started playing. Yeah. Yep. And so, for players like him, Joker, uh, Joel Embiid, all of these players, all of the players today. Out of the 480, uh, 463, I think, is under my ruling. They all came in after, without four years in college. I'm, I'm actually, I'm yeah, surprised. You asked him, say, who is Spencer Hayward? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think a lot of them know. I think a yeah, lot of start, them. I, the only reason, like I said before, the worst thing that I was talking with my daughters about, this is the worst that could happen to me winning time. Winning Times has brought me the movie of my life now that's coming. <laughs> it had educated the players. So I'm like, how could something, something like that be so bad that I thought and God turned it into something great? It's just awesome. It's so cool. Uh, what, do we know yeah. any of the details about the movie? Like, obviously, the strike's over, so everything get back. Do we well, like- the strike is over last night. We can now <clears throat> go after our, our actors because before the strike, we had uh, we were in talks with Will Smith, and then he did the thing on, at the Oscars, yeah. so that kind of slammed us back. And then we went on strike with the screenwriters, and so we just started to write the script. And now, last night, this, the the, uh, the screen actors are, are oh. now we are like uh, we're we're in the we're in the game again, and it's Lionsgate. And it's Mark Canton who owns all of the Power Series, Power 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, um, Stars. And he did 300. He was an executive at uh, Warner Brothers. And at uh, Sony Music is Vassal Benford. Uh, he's great. And then my agent for this project is Terrell Harris, who is Tobias Harris. Oh, cool. From the Sixers. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Very cool. Pretty cool team, and I got a lot of guys, Kill O'Neill and all the guys who are Barkley, Magic, and all of them are helping us in terms of whatever we need and to make sure that this story is told properly because it is their their life, too, you know, how they got through the league and how they are celebrating their after-basketball years. And so we have three of those guys that are not billionaires. I think you got uh, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, and I think Shaq is a billionaire, but he don't promote it. 
I didn't realize he owns that. everything. Yeah, I guess it's Papa John's and everything now too. That makes sense. He yeah, owns a lot of the Reeboks. Yeah, everything. right. He's a mogul. Yeah, man. he is certainly a mogul. He's a mogul. Yeah. Um, Spencer Haywood, I know you got about a hundred more of these to do this morning, so we can't keep you all morning. If I just, if I could, I always like asking everybody before I let you go, the the the, the biggest pinch me moment that you've ever had in your life, like the biggest moment where you said, "Wow, I can't believe this is my life." Can you tell me what that was for you? The 1968 Olympics. Okay. Uh, it was like, you know, we, we were picked to lose to the Russians. The Russians got beat by the Yugoslavians. And here I am. We won the gold medal. I'm standing on the podium. And they're putting that gold medal on my neck. And they're singing the national anthem. And I'm thinking, you know, four years before I was a slave picking cotton in Mississippi. And now I'm standing on the podium and the world is know my name and know my family name. And we just won the gold medal. So tears ran down my face. It was my opening act. Man, I cannot wait to see this movie. I cannot wait. This is going to be special. <laughs> Spencer Haywood, what what an honor Ooh. it is to spend some time with you this morning. I, I hope that we can do this again when the movie comes out. Anytime, Thank- anytime, yes. Thank you so much for doing this. All right, thank you. Spencer Haywood, wow. Oh, man, that's cool. I don't know if that means anything at all, the, the Griffin, I don't know. But, dude, Spencer Haywood is one of the most fascinating figures in the history of sports. Like, that that story from picking cotton the four years later winning a gold medal in the Olympics, and that's chapter one in what was an insane book. Um, God, I can't wait for that movie. All right, we need... 90 seconds, 90 seconds, and then we're going to come back and make some picks with Ken Zales. Is that what we're doing? All right, very good. 90 seconds, then picks. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in it live on Facebook, watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 a fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. A partnership of Press Box and Great Ace Memorabilia. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, November 21st at Mother's North Grill in Timonium. It's brought to you by Superbook Sports, AJ Michaels, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? AJ Michaels, heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, AJMichaels.com. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Make sure you're tuned in every Tuesday for Pressbox Fantasy Football Analyst Joe Serpico to get you ready for your Waiver Wire Wednesday, brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. And if you have other fantasies you want fulfilled, subscribe to Glenn and Jeremy Kahn's OnlyFans page at... Wait, are people supposed to know about that? If you missed it, Stan the Fan Charles caught up with Baltimore Banner sports editor Chris Corman last night. You can find that show right now, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Click on the videos tab. Go to youtube.com slash pressboxonline as well. 
Joining us now, as he does every Thursday, he is our buddy Ken Zalis, back with us, Fantasy Pros. You see his rankings every week at PressBoxOnline.com. KZ, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? I'm How's everybody? Right. I'm all right. Are you playing Keaton Mitchell this week in any leagues? Um, well, I am. Uh, you know, with with injuries and bye weeks and things like that, I, I'm I'm kind of forced to yeah. now. He's a he's a tricky one. You know, we talked. Uh, I forget which show we talked on, but we talked about you know what do you do with him because. It is still a timeshare, you know. You 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 can see the Ravens still using all three of their running backs. You think, uh, well, we know that Gus is the short yardage guy um, around the goal line, um, but you can't ignore what what Mitchell did. So uh, I, the thing that makes me nervous is what we saw from uh, the Miami running back uh, eight chain, where. All of a sudden, he came out of nowhere and had that huge game, and everybody's like, well, is this real, or was this just a circumstance that they blew somebody out by 70 points? And there's a little bit of that, but then everybody who didn't start him the next week was like, oh, shoot, I just left 50 points on my bench because it was was real. Um, I think think I'm kind of in the middle here. I, 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 I... I I don't like the matchup, first of all. So, you know, you have that. Cleveland is a tough defense, whatever you think of Cleveland. Their defense is solid, and and they're tough against the run. Um, But I still see 10-plus touches out of Mitchell this week, which puts them in flexi uh, categories for me. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not against it. We just all have to understand the risk. I am I it's I am only playing him in the league where again I have everyone on by or injured. Yeah, I mean moment. yep. That's I, I mean that's the reality. I mean I'm starting him in like three leagues, but you know, for me that's not that many. So Yeah, it's yeah, right. That's I think that's that's point zero 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 one percent of all the leagues that Ken plays in. So that's where we are. All right, uh, let's make some picks for this week. Picks and the lines that you will see for picks this week are all brought to us by Superbook. Superbook.com or download the Superbook app. Uh, last week would have been a very good week to bet with us because other than two people, we were all over 500 last week. And But who were those two people? Uh, those two people would be Jeremy Kahn at 2-7, and seven, <laughs> but even more troubling, Paul Valley at 1-8. and eight. So oh. right now, Jeremy sits at the bottom of the table. Paul Valley is in creed position. He is the Scott Stapp of our group at the moment. Um, just uh, let me finish the Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up, and you'll get up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose. Now, into the picks. At the top of the table, playing for some cash. At the bottom of the table, the loser-loser has to come in here dressed as the Notre Dame mascot, take an Irish dance lesson, perform that Irish dance, sing both zombie and nothing compares to you consume haggis blood sausage and tripe and wash it all down with a will levist irish coffee right now jeremy khan is in that position jeremy khan is was starting to make a turn and then last week happened he is 17 games back of paul valley who's now in creed position as we determined if the loser only loses to jeremy khan they still have to pay a penalty. They have to go by themselves to see the band Creed next summer. So 
That's where we're at as far as the bottom of the table is concerned. At the top, there are seven of us that are all within three games tied for the lead at the moment, KZ and Dr. Nick Kelly with uh, John Proctor, Andrew Steck, uh, John Little Rock, and myself two games back, Kyle Ottenheimer three games back. So that's where we are going into this week. As always, three college games, six NFL games. Griffin, where are we beginning? We are going to start in Lincoln, Nebraska, as the uh, Maryland Terrapins. I wonder, I wonder what Ken's doing. I wonder how he's picking this game. Game's on Peacock, and the Terps are favorites despite losing four in a row going into Nebraska. They are two-and-a-half-point favorites. That was really... I, I feel like that should be that should be the good news for me. I should be like, that's insane. Why in the world would Maryland be favorites and easily take Nebraska? But as we all know, Nebraska also not very good. Um, if For what it's worth, Nebraska has been playing much better of late. They've won three straight, including two games that they won against teams that Maryland lost to in Illinois and Northwestern. So here's what I'm not going to do. Take Maryland as road favorites. Nebraska is the pick. I can't. I, I, I'm stunned. Yeah, by you. Yeah. That's two weeks in a row you haven't picked. Me. Ken, you act like th- you're doing a bit that died a decade ago, where like I'm some sort of Maryland homer. It has been an eternity since that has eternity. been. Eternity. It's actually died. I don't. I don't know if it's been an eternity. It's been a long time. I. I, I mean. And I'm not doing this just because I seems to be my thing, or it is my thing. But it's insane after what we saw from Maryland that they're favorites in anything. They shouldn't be favorites to get off the bus first. No. I mean, what? What are we doing? Well, the line I, I thought the line last week was nuts, and it was obviously it was it, moved. it, it was. That, kept yes, moving. It kept going down, and it was. I badass. know. I, I don't know. I never. Did you ever get a, a word from, you talked to so many people, like, why? Nope, never got an answer okay. about it. Never okay. got an answer. I don't never understand made it. Sense. And this line equally makes no effing sense. Look, look, Nebraska laid an A last week against Michigan State, who I also don't think is good. But I, I don't know how you, you could possibly, and I'm sure there are some of us that are going to, take Maryland – Oh, I'm gonna bet. Point. I bet Jeremy Khan's taking Maryland. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, he he likes. He, he thinks that they're gonna win outright. I'm sure. Um, well, they, they would have to win outright in order to cover their favor. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna need to win outright. All right, who's on? Who's on? Um, well, I've got to make my pick oh, as yeah, well. Okay, quick. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, move. I'm. The question kind of do I think Maryland's gonna win? And I wish I could say that confidently, but I feel like we've also entered territory where you know this is Maryland. This is probably Maryland's last chance to qualify for a bowl game. Eh, Rutgers. How much? How much is Loxley? I mean, yeah, I don't. They're at Rutgers. Rutgers is good. Um, like, how much is Loxley's job on the line at this point? Like, is that uh, is that a real question? And if they qualify for a bowl, that helps his case. For what it's worth, I don't believe it is. For the record, I think you're right. No, it's not just I think in poking around. I don't have any reason to believe that Mike Loxley's job is on the line, even if they were to lose out, which would be bad. But for it'd be the first bad season they had. It would be a yeah. panic thing to fire the coach over that. Um, I mean, to your point as well, Nebraska is not good either. But weird things happen in Lincoln. I think the, the good news is that the weather in Lincoln this weekend is supposed to be pretty nice. It's gonna be like sixty and sunny, and right, I think wait, that wait. favors Talia. I'm gonna take Maryland. Wow, and I'm ready to regret it. I'm going to regret Look it probably, but I'm gonna take Maryland. Surprisingly, not the only one. Jeremy Khan is on Nebraska. He's oh, on Nebraska. Okay. Mm. 
Joining me on Maryland, though, are uh, Paul and Kyle, as well as uh, John Proctor. So four of us taking the Terps. Weird bit. Weird, weird bit. It was a weird bit. I thought it was going to be a lone wolf for a while because those last guys were the last ones right. to get their picks in. <laughs> Right, we got to. Uh, number three, Michigan at number ten, Penn State, and Penn State is uh, getting four and a half points at home. This one's on ABC at noon. I mean, but Michigan knows everything they're going to do, so I'm actually kind of surprised this is only four and a half points. If I'm being honest with you, like I think that Michigan should probably be a touchdown favorite here. I, I get the only thing that throws me on this one is if Penn State is down by seventeen late, you know. James Franklin is going to play like hell to try to get that cover. Like you, ju- that's the part of that this that drives me nuts because I want to pick Michigan, but no one, no one. If there's half a chance that if they're somehow within six with 20 seconds late, he just kicks the field goal to make sure they cover instead of continuing to pursue the game-winning touchdown because he wants to make sure he appeases the uh, the alumni. <laughs> Michigan is the pick. Yeah, I, I still don't believe in Penn State, um, so I'm going to take Michigan. They're, they have national championship aspirations, um, and they better start piling up lots of wins before you, the coach You mean gets national started. championship asterisk uh, aspirations? A- well, aspirations. Um, you, you know, I for the same point, uh, I'm going to lean towards Penn State. I like Drew Aller a lot, and also, as you said, I know that if Penn State is down by seven late, James Franklin has no problem kicking that field goal. Uh, to bring this to bring this as a four point game, um, so so yeah, I'm gonna take uh, you know they lost to Ohio State by eight. This one's in Happy Valley. I like uh, I like Penn State in this one. Also, I said it was on ABC. It's obviously on Fox because it's part of the Big mm, Noon kickoff. Obviously, yes, everybody knows that. It's also a win win for Penn State no matter what I think because if they get clobbered by Michigan, well they, they can were just cheating. turn around and say they right were they were cheating 100. So. I also think that Michigan is insulated or over this thing. Like it is allowed that. It's like the Bengals, the, the creepy Bengals thing from a year ago where they were the victims of DeMar Hamlin near, nearly dying. And like they all yeah. ran, like it's us against the world. Like what? A guy almost died. What's wrong with you? This Michigan thing, like them cheating is like they, everybody's out to get us. Like what? what? Like what, you, what is what world am I living in? What planet am I on? <laughs> Um, I'm once again in the minority, uh, four of us on Penn State, myself, uh, John and Little Rock, as well as, uh, Jeremy Kahn and, uh, John Proctor. There was Sorry. a time where I'd be disturbed by picking games differently yeah, than Jeremy yeah. Kahn, but <laughs> no longer. Yeah. No longer. Number nine, Ole Miss travels to Athens, Georgia to take on the Bulldogs and the Bulldogs. They are 11 point favorites. Uh, they might as well be 50 point favorites. Um, uh, Georgia, that's, that's Georgia. That's the answer. It is not the answer. It's too many points. Georgia's not blowing teams away this year like they used to. A um, little bit banged up. I know they get some people back, but uh, I, I like what I've seen from Old Miss um, this year. Uh, they can score, uh, and that defense for Georgia isn't what they once used to be. Eleven's too many for for this game. I'll take Old Miss. Um. Yeah, I mean, Ken, you're mostly right, but when we pick Georgia games, they do decide to cover. Well, it's, it's been so, three games that they haven't won by at least 11 points this season. Like, yeah. it's not been, and we don't pick them when we, we don't pick yeah. their games when they played seven. Cover. No, they played nine. It's a third okay. of their games. Um, Lane Kiffin is one and 19 against Power Five teams that go on to win five, nine games at the end of the season. Um, and he's losing by an average of 15 points in those games. So yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Georgia as well. Um, joining Ken on the Rebels and Ole Miss is Andrew Stetka and Paul Valley nice. on Ole Miss. Also, Kyle is on Ole Miss. Ooh, Paul Valley. Sorry, sorry. Kyle is on Ole Miss. Paul mm-hmm. is on Georgia. 
Oh, oh damn it! Now oh, I don't want. Now better. I don't want much that. Better. Yeah, son of a bitch! <laughs> I was feeling so good there for a second. Paul's the new Andrew around these parts. <laughs> uh, to the men's league, the NFL, Houston at Cincinnati, and the Bengals—they are land seven. This is tough, man, because we're all in love with C.J. Stroud. Like we're all just so enamored with C.J. Stroud, and then we're also, you know, recognizing how well the Bengals have been playing. I. I want to bite. Like, I really want to bite at the apple of the Texans maybe being down a couple scores late, but, like, getting getting another score late to get back within one touchdown. I think I'm going to do it. Give me the Texans. I'm just so enamored right now. Mine really does. I mean, yes, enamored is a good word. But I, I just – you got the Bengals team that both of their wide receivers are banged up. They didn't practice yesterday. I'm sure they're both – going to play chase and higgins but it it does matter a little bit houston can score uh i like what i'm seeing from them. I, I, seven it feels pushy to me so i'll i'll err on the side of getting points and i'll go houston as well um yeah i'm with you guys as well i saw a stat joe burrow uh as a favorite of seven or more points seven or more points is two and six against the spread mm. that's all i needed to see to bet on cj stroud so yeah i'm gonna take the texans as well uh, also ken i'm starting tyler boyd over christian watson and uh jerry judy does that make sense yeah i okay. mean why not right. i mean right, put him in a hat i mean i can't you can't start watson these days yeah. i mean you just can't uh, we do have our first lone wolf of the week. Oh, Ooh. it is going to be John Proctor on the Bengals. Wow. On the Bengals, the Bengals wow. get a lone wolf. Oh. If we allow John Proctor to steal a point on the Bengals, we That's should wild. all walk naked through the streets and allow people to shame us. Shame wow. if we let John Proctor <laughs> steal a point picking the hottest team in the NFL. We should all be kicked out of the league. <laughs> Um, in a week of not a ton of great games, uh, New Orleans at Minnesota at one o'clock. Uh, the Saints are two and a half point favorites. I, these are two winning teams, are they? I not? mean, I don't care about this. Game. I understand, but they this year like making it seem like this is the prime time. The prime time slate is the bad yeah. slate. This one actually would be a dramatic upgrade over the prime time <laughs> options. I don't know how to figure these teams though. That's that is. I will give you that. Like I have no idea what to make of these two teams. Um. Saying New, I guess New Orleans is favored because their defense is a little bit better, and you still wonder if there's a limitation with Minnesota because Josh Jobs is still getting comfortable. But Atlanta is a pretty good defense, and they didn't struggle that much last week. I just don't know that I like the idea of New Orleans being road favorites yet, so I think I'm going to default to Minnesota here. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going I'm to take the better defense and and – the team with the better offensive weapons, um, and Kamar is the best offensive weapon on the field. Uh, I like the Saints here just because of their defense. I love, I mean, Dobbs last week was a great story and all that, but Justin Jefferson still isn't back yet, so they're not at full strength. So I, I'll take the Saints. Yeah, I, I don't like the Saints at all. I mean, nothing, uh, the, this, I don't know. They're, I don't like Derek Carr, and, you know, this, no, the Saints don't not. cover either. Um, the like, so I'm gonna go, you know, default to a, the hotter team. The Vikings have won four in a row, so I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take uh, the Minnesota Vikings. All right. Glenn and I are in the minority. Joining us on the Vikings is John Proctor. Okay. And Jeremy Kahn. All right. So, oh, I don't know how mm. I feel about that. I just wanted to stay away from Paul Valley, so I was happy, but now I got, I got saddled with Kahn instead. Eek, eek. Green Bay at Pittsburgh. This one's at one o'clock on CBS, and the Steelers are three-point favorites at home. Just three. Just three. Pittsburgh. 
I mean, I I hate no saying hook. yeah. I hate saying that, but it's just three. I, I I don't really know. I mean, Green Bay played all right, but look at who they were playing. I I have no idea where we're suddenly. Trust me, Pittsburgh's offense continues to stink. I'm in no world do I think that the Steelers are. But this is, this is who they are. The three points at, at home against Green Bay, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. I don't. I know Green Bay, you know, looked a little bit better last week, but they look lost uh, after week two this year. Um, Steelers' defense is legit. I've been saying that for for about a month now, um, and they're getting what they need to get out of the 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 offense right now um i'll take the steelers yeah green bay doesn't look good at all um maybe if it feels three and a half i'd hesitate a little bit more but yes yeah, steelers all the way at uh at minus three um maybe a spot here for paul and jeremy to steal some points there on the packers as well as andrew stecka on the packers those are the three taking green bay um uh, still in the one o'clock window san francisco is going to jacksonville off of a bye and uh, the 49ers are laying three on the road no way I get it. They're coming off a bye. I, this goes back to like every time I look at the Super Bowl odds, the 49ers are still at the top. I'm like, are you, what am I missing? I, I know they still have a very good roster, but their limitations have been obvious. And while I'm not in love with the Jaguars, I I think they play good enough football that they shouldn't be three-point home dogs to a team that's traveling across the country to play at 1 o'clock. Jaguars. We haven't had one of these in a while, Glenn. Uh, but we're we're opposite a lot this Ooh. week. I'm going to take the 49ers. All right. Um, they have the better players. They get their guys back off a of bye, healthy. Um, wasn't the same offense without Debo Samuel. That was that was obvious. Um, but they're still very good and they're very good defensively. I don't. I know that. I know the Jags play. You know, won a game last week. I don't. Something's missing for me with them. Um, I don't know what it is. Um, maybe offensively, I expected them to be more explosive than they've been. Um, they don't get everybody involved every game. So I'm going to take the 49ers here. Um, you know, I, you would think the Niners do figure it out, figure it out after the bye. It looks like Debo is back. He was a full participant yesterday, but mm-hmm. Trent Williams mm-hmm. did not practice yesterday. And I think that's important. Um, Jags have been good against the spread this season. They're six and two. Uh, so yeah, at home getting points, I'll take the Jags as well. And uh, on the Jaguars with me and Glenn is John Proctor, Nick Kelly, and Jeremy Kahn on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Again, I just don't know how to feel about that. (laughs) Scary, isn't it? Right? (laughs) The lone 4 o'clock window, the last game actually on our slate uh, in terms of time. Uh, Detroit at Los Angeles. Put the primetime games in this week. They're dreadful. They're awful. (laughs) <laughs> go go do make a date night. Is there a movie that comes out this week that people can go see? Oh, uh, the Marvels, yes. Is that this weekend? Yeah, really? This weekend. Go Sunday night. Go see the Marvels. God. <laughs> Detroit, uh, they're laying three again. Go again on Monday night. <laughs> see the flower moon if you haven't seen yeah. it yet. Uh Detroit minus three at Los Angeles. Los Angeles Chargers. I certainly don't have any faith in the Chargers. The Lions deserve to be three point road favorites. Ah, I'll take them. Lions. Yeah, they probably don't, but I'm going to take them. I, the Chargers are just – they can't stop anybody. Right. This is a good offense. Um, you know, they're bang – you know, they miss they miss Williams. Now they're down Parker. They're relying a lot on on Johnson, uh, who, who just, you know, is limited right now in his NFL career. 
And I think that hurts them a lot. I'm going to take the Lions. Yeah, I'm going to take the Lions as well. I don't think the Chargers are, are that great of a team. They really haven't beaten anyone. Lions also cover. So, uh, yeah, give me Detroit. Uh, most of us are on Detroit, including I don't think Nick Kelly's ever going to pick against the Lions because uh, every time we pick a Lions game, he sends me a Detroiters meme as well. So. I do love that. Oh, <laughs> I do love that. Uh, two backers of the Chargers. Do you ever however. watch Detroiters? Me? Yeah. No, I haven't. Oh my god! And yeah. you probably love. I think you should leave. Yeah, I do. Right? Like, god, I this do is. Like. I look, man. There's nothing wrong with. I think you should leave. It's a wonderful show. It's not even as good as Detroiters was. Detroiters is the best comedy of the last ten years. And I hate you all for not discovering it because it was on TV and young people are like, "What's television?" True. Detroiters was perfection. Go watch Detroiters. It's that good. All right. All right. It's on the list. Two backers of the Chargers looking to steal some points here. Paul and Jeremy are the only oh boy. two. They got a couple opportunities this week to get some points back or to further, yes, yes. to further cement themselves as our, uh, as the bottom of the table. Uh, the Browns are coming to Baltimore. Uh, and the Ravens, they're laying six points against the Brownies. I, this is sort of how I felt last week. Like I don't feel like the Ravens should be six-point favorites over the Browns. Like, a smart betting decision to me is to take the points with the Browns. They're a good enough defense. They played well a week ago offensively. The smart betting decision would be take the points with the Browns. But are you going to have faith in the Browns coming to Baltimore? And I get that the Ravens are always subject to a stinker. Like, I understand. But even the thing two weeks ago against the Cardinals was horse-ass, right? Like, it was... You can say it's about the fact that they stopped caring in the second half. It was really about the fact that, like, you know, Satan got involved at the end of that game with Nelson Aguilar dropping the onside kick, or else they still would have covered that one as well. Ravens are just playing on a different level right now, man, and I don't see the Browns being the team. We, we'll talk about it next Thursday, and it's probably a benefit to them that it's a Thursday and, you know, it involves the Bengals going on the road, but... I, I don't see the Browns being the team that's suddenly punching them in the face this week. I think the Ravens cover. Ravens. I don't like the number. Um, divisional game, you punched them in the mouth last time. And when I made this pick late last night, I put a maybe next to it for, for Griff because I, I, I wanted to do more research um, on it. And – you know, my my top research was, well, Watson didn't play in the first game. Okay, well, that that makes a difference. But then I looked at all the players that didn't play for the Ravens mm -hmm. that weren't on the roster and things like that mm -hmm. in that in that same game. And I'm going to take the Ravens. Yeah. And and I hate doing it because I these divisional games and they know each other so well. Um. But. I, I, I don't see how the Browns are in the same stratosphere right now as the Ravens are as a football team. And unless Watson all of a sudden turns turns into somebody that from five years ago, uh, I don't see him scoring a lot of points against this defense. And that leads me to believe the Ravens may have, you know, I don't want to say an easy, but let's call it comfortable win. 
yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you guys. I don't think it'll be 28 to three again, but you know, as Ken said, I don't think the Browns will be ha- they're down multiple linemen. Um, I don't think they'll have enough to overcome the Ravens defense. Sal Powell thinks the Ravens will be able to run the ball as well, really well against the Browns. Sal did say Ravens to cover. Yes, and and I if there's few people in the world, <laughs> I'm telling you, when Sal says something, remember this is the guy that essentially told us the Ravens were drafting J.K. Dobbins. Like he that morning, more or less told me. The Ravens are drafting J.K. Dobbins. And I was like, oh, okay. Sal, I don't know what it is about Sal. I listen when Sal talks. So, yeah, I'm taking the Ravens. We do have uh, three backers of the Brownies. John and Little Rock is going with the Browns. And uh, then Ryan Shell and Jeremy Kahn are taking the Cleveland Browns. Uh, as the only three. Uh, good news, Glenn. We are not matching on every single pick this oh, week. There, it's a little bit different. We alter on Maryland and Nebraska and then Penn State and Michigan. That's what it all comes down to yeah. for us. Yeah. <laughs> Might be smart for you. I was on a heater last week. You should be right. Well, I know I'm on a heater. Yeah, I think you were just taking my picks is what you <laughs> were doing. Not. There. All right, very good. Ken, you're coming out to hang out with us on Sunday. So what? Well, hold on a minute. Hold yeah. on a minute. Yes, my plan is too. But, but what, what did I see, like, you're leaving early. Somebody's coming late. No, no, no. I, I, Femi is. I, I'm not. I don't think I can watch the whole. I think I'm going to show up at. I think I'm arriving for the second half. Is the plan? I think that I. I don't. I don't know that yet. I might come for the whole game. Well, but, you need to uh, uh, text me. Okay. How would you settle down? I'll get. Well, I'll get with you. You want to know when I'm going to be there? I, I want to know when we're all supposed to be there to watch together. I only promised the second half, but if you're down to watch the whole game there, I'll be there. I don't I think, mean, I, I mean, don't, I, I want to make I sure think, I'm there. I think when, when Femi's when there, I know because we're trying film to film Femi and right, I we're trying to watching we're, we're trying to make watching together. I believe I don't think that he can be there for the whole game because I think he actually has to go to the game at first, and then I think he was planning on coming at some point during the second half. But I will confirm. Just that just text me. All right, I will I will get up with you at Fans Fantasy on Twitter is how you follow him. Uh, of course, Fantasy Pros and his rankings every week at PressBoxOnline.com as well. Appreciate you, bud. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks, guys. That's Ken Zalis with us here on at GCR. So I keep telling you about this event that we're doing on Sunday, but um, you might still be finding yourself saying, I, I don't know what this event is. I, I'm confused. What what? And we're going to try to get you a little bit more information about that next as we will be at Towson University on Sunday for a very special Veterans Day event. We'll tell you about that, plus A.Q. Shipley still to join us this morning. That's all on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Todd Karpovich profiles the Orioles' survivors, Anthony Santander, Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, and Ryan Mancastle, who all came from the previous regime but stuck through tough times to be key pieces in guiding the franchise back to prominence. Also inside, we remember the iconic Brooks Robinson with tributes from Jim Henneman and myself, Stan the Fan Charles, and a trip down memory lane to remember the most significant moments of his career. Plus, we meet players from college basketball programs around the state. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. 
Visit Harford County. Gear up for the holidays by supporting local with Small Business Saturday on November 25th. Taking the dazzling sights of the season with a Ledoux Christmas at Ledoux Topiary Gardens. Enjoy holiday lights, sing along the holiday songs, reserve a carriage ride, and sit on Santa's lap in Bel Air's Winter Wonderland happening every Saturday from November 25th until December 16th. Nothing sparks that holiday joy quite like a festive parade. Head to visitharford.com and click on events to see the full list of parades and so much more. In Maryland, you're welcome. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on, where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasInn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas in at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at baltimore.org hotels. Don't forget about Project Game Day after every Ravens game this season. It's kind of like this show, except Rita's also there, so I actually think it's it's pretty good. But hey, you're already here now, so why don't you go ahead and keep listening to GCR? All right, back in here on Glenn Clark Radio as we continue along on a Thursday edition of the program. So you have heard me talking all this week about an event that we're going to be part of on Sunday over at Towson University. And our part is myself, KZ, Ravens Super Bowl champion Femi Ion Badejo. We're all going to be there during the game and then after the game for a game watch, and then we're going to do our part of Project Game Day live there at Towson University in the University Union. But the event itself actually starts in the morning at 10 a.m. It's a day-long event for veterans. It's a Veterans Day celebration at Towson. And joining us now here on GCR in studio, the chairman of the Commission on Veterans Affairs for Baltimore County. He is Mr. Jeff Bonner. Jeff, it's great to see you. Thank you so much for coming. Is it should I say Jeff or Mr. Chairman? No, or? Jeff is right. great. I Jeff never, is I great. never, I always try to like give people their military rank, <laughs> and then I'll talk to like I, we had one of the a lieutenant colonel from the Marines on yesterday. He's like, dude, please, just Ted, please, yes. please, can we just say Ted? Can exactly. we go that route? Yeah, um, Jeff, it's really great to see you. Thanks for coming in and 
Thanks, Glenn. Really appreciate you having us on and, and being able to talk about the good work that the commission's doing. So before we get to the event, I'm yep. glad the way that you said it, because somebody would say, what is the Commission on Veterans Affairs for Baltimore? What does that mean? So I want to start there. Yeah. Tell me about the commission. Tell me about what you guys are doing, and then we'll get into Sunday's event. Outstanding. Yeah. So the Commission on Veterans Affairs is a group of 18 individuals uh, that are veterans from Baltimore County that come together with a mission to advocate for the 42,000 veterans in Baltimore County uh, through education and outreach. And we do that in a number of different ways. Uh, we you know, get together and we have monthly meetings and really our big event that we're, we're gonna talk about here today is this event uh, for Veterans Day coming up here uh, on this, uh, this weekend. And our event's going to be on Sunday, and we're hosting that in partnership with Towson University. So the commission does a lot of different things across the county, really with the sole focus of supporting our, our veterans. Let me ask a couple things first. Yep. Your, your military service yes. was? Yes. Uh, Marine Corps. Uh, I, I spent most of my time in the Marine Corps, and then I finished uh, with the Air Force uh, flying the A-10. Can can you can would you be willing to give us a hoorah? Would you really be willing? Hoorah! To, there we go. There Thank you, you go. Thank you. I appreciate Absolutely. that. Um, why was this the path for you? Why post service was this where you ended up coming to in order to get involved with this? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Clint. That's a great question, and really for for not only myself but I think our other commissioners. Uh, it's really about the idea of continuing to serve, right? In the military, we found, we found purpose in our, our lives of serving something greater than ourselves. And when, when we leave service, for a lot of veterans, there's a void there, right? And for us here in Baltimore County, uh, for my fellow uh, 17 other commissioners who are on the commission, I think we use the commission as a way to continue to serve our brothers and sisters who, who also served. It's awesome. I, yeah. I, and I think it's something that people, look, we are talking a lot, and on this show we've been doing a lot of Veterans Day. Sal called in earlier, Sal Palantonio, who's yeah. a vet, called in earlier. And we're doing a lot of it this week. I think that sometimes we do it for a week because we're like, right, it's Veterans Day, right. and then next week we forget. Yes. Um, and I think it's important, and the work that you're doing, because what you just said there, I, I hear this from all of my friends who are vets, that – Finding purpose, yes. finding me it's a little bit of is adjusting back, but a lot of it is finding purpose. And is it fair to say that you guys try to be a resource for those in, those in this area that did serve to try to help them find purpose? Absolutely, absolutely. Well said. And you know, one of our functions, again, you know, through education and outreach, is really what we're trying to do. Uh, is reach our veteran population here in Baltimore County. Yes, so they can be better for themselves and their families, but also so that they can go into our communities and continue to serve even the non-veteran population, right? So interestingly, you know, in Baltimore County, Glenn, we have the third largest veteran population in the, in the entire state of Maryland. And those 42,000 veterans can really move the needle on a lot of the things that we see in the county and in the state. These people have, through their service, by putting service before self, 
they they really understand the idea of how can we come together as a community and how can we move forward together and yeah. that's right now i think it we need that he is jeff bonner again chairman of the commission on veterans affairs for baltimore county he's in studio with us here on gcr this event on sunday when my friend dario de batista told me about this i said man this is awesome now, and i will tell you that dario and i have been friends for a very long time yep and he, of course, leads the Veterans Department at Towson University. Mm-hmm. And Dario would always say, and this was a straight, and I don't know if you've ever talked to him about this, but it's a straight shoot. He always said, I wish we flip-flopped Memorial Day and Veterans Day. Like, we understand the dates, we understand. Right. But he was like, I wish we did it. Because in May, everybody's inclined to have cookouts and barbecues. And it just doesn't fit right. the concept of what we should be thinking about on Memorial Day. Right. Whereas Veterans Day should be a celebration it should be a a recognition it should be and because it happens in november we're kind of more inclined to just be like oh right it's veterans day right and not throw barbecues and not you know try to take days off of work and things like that right that this is both a resource and a celebration yes on sunday to me is what makes this event so cool that we can just say yeah it we want to celebrate that we want to party with vets, we want that to be. This is a celebratory day and thanking, but yes. yet also to try to make it a resource. How did this all come about? This event. Yeah, so it's very much you know the official title is the Baltimore County Veteran Celebration and Resource Fair. So that both of those are are intentionally married together uh, because that's where we sense that. We want to support and celebrate our veterans, and we also want to provide them with resources across the county and across the state. So with that being said, the idea was how can we really move the needle for those veterans? And we want to, getting to your point about, you know, typically we see on Veterans Day, there hasn't been a lot of attention given to intentional celebration. So we wanted to put together a intentional program to celebrate our veterans while providing them with resources and, and our partnership with Towson University and Dario de Batista and all the great work that Towson is is doing uh, that marriage of the Baltimore County resources with the Towson University resources we're very excited for this event um, this starts at 10 a.m. on Sunday correct and includes all sorts of different stuff correct can you run through it's because it, I, I keep trying when I'm talking about it this week. Like, there's workshops, there's opportunities to get connected for service opportunities yep. for, uh, and yet there's also just live music and party and family fun. It's a little bit of everything on Sunday. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, the, there's a lot going on on this Sunday, and and what I would like to say to the to your listeners is that there's something for for you at this event, whether you're a veteran or not a veteran. Uh, you just want to support veterans and see see the great facilities at Towson University. There is something for everybody at this event. So for the veteran side, you know, that focuses mostly on the resource fair, right? So we're going to have over 60 vendors there, and this is a wide variety, Glenn, of of different resources, information on home loans, information on VA uh, education benefits, uh, a lot of a lot of resources for veterans to improve their lives and their families' lives here in Baltimore County. So we're very excited about that piece. In addition, we are going to have 
uh, a, you know, a veteran celebration ceremony. So for one hour from 12 to 1, everybody is invited to for at any point between 10 and 5. But certainly for this ceremony between 12 and 1, it's going to be in the theater. And we're bringing together the county uh, and, and individuals from the state. And we're intentionally, to your point earlier, Glenn, we're intentionally celebrating six different veterans in Baltimore County for outstanding service in a variety of ways, whether they're supporting other veterans, whether out in their community supporting other initiatives. Uh, the county executive is going to be there. The, the president of Towson University is going to be speaking. Uh, we've got the, the uh, Aunt Tony Woods, the Secretary of Veterans Affairs from Maryland, is going to be there. So we're very excited for to take one hour out of that day with the intentional purpose of celebrating our outstanding veterans in the county. I love that. Yeah. I love that. This is, when I take, keep talking about it, that's what we should be doing yes. on Veterans Day. We yeah. should be celebrating. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Then adding in, on top of all of that. Yes. Want everybody to come out, hang out, and watch the game. There afterwards. you go. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Obviously, you know, for your audience, you know, if you're not going to be downtown watching the game in person, come out to Towson University. We're going to have uh, we'll, well, it's a watch party for the Ravens game uh, against the Browns. Excited for that. We're going to have free Mission Barbecue. One of our partners is, is Mission Barbecue, and they're going to be catering the event for us. So come out. We're going to have family events. We're going to have guest speakers. Uh, we're going to have it, – it's a really a lot going on, and we're super excited. Again, the big thing is there's something for everybody at this event. And we're going to do our portion. So we do a big Project Game Day post-game show. Yeah. And myself, uh, my friend Ken Zalis, and Femi Ayambadejo, of course, Super Bowl champion. Yeah. We'll all do our part of the post-game show from right there at Towson on Sunday. And that also gives you the opportunity to come out and meet a Super Bowl champion. There you on go. On Sunday, as Femi has said, he would be happy to take pictures and sign autographs and do all that stuff. So for Ravens fans, just a cool opportunity to hang out and meet a Super Bowl champion as well. To the point, as you said before, Anybody can come out. Yes, absolutely. Don't have to register anywhere. You can just show up starting at 10 a.m. on Sunday at the University Union. Absolutely. 10 to 5 is the main event. Uh, that goes, you know, any any time in there. Come for an hour. Come for the whole day. Happy to have you. And, again, the, the veteran celebration ceremony goes from 12 to 1. If you can uh, join us and then have, have lunch and, of course, kickoffs one o'clock, and, the, and so the we point. won't we won't let the, we won't let anybody in that uh, in that ceremony. I mentioned who who's going to be speaking. They will not be speaking at kickoff. There though. we go. There we go. It's a tight twelve to one. That's it. Very tight exactly. twelve to one. There's That's gonna right. the band's gonna start playing. That's it. We're gonna say we gotta That's wrap it up. It. Kickoff is coming. We got right. things to do. Um, I do also think it's important too to say if if you're not a vet, as we said, very much welcome. Yes. But we would encourage you to reach out to veterans in your life absolutely, and say, hey, I heard about this awesome event. I think I'm going to go over there. It's free mission barbecue. I mean, yep. that sounds pretty great. Like, who wouldn't want to be there for that? But reach out. Please use it as an opportunity yeah. to reach out to someone in your life who is a vet and say, hey, this event really is for you. Would you want to come with me on absolutely. Sunday? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I think yep. it's the best way. And, and it's intentionally built that way. The, pro, the, the, the program was built with that intention, that there's something for everybody, families, uh, little kids, face painting, all those type of great activities, and, of course, the Ravens game. It's like you couldn't ask for more. This right. is, I, I, I honestly am blown away. I keep thinking, there's got to be a catch. <laughs> like when Darius was explaining to me, like, so what does it cost to register? He's like, there's no cost. I'm like, well, did, is it? Yeah. Why isn't there? Yeah, like, right. what am I missing right. here? Like, you keep saying all of these amazing things. Like, so, okay, it's just free for vets, but everybody else has to. He's like, right. no. No. It's just a community event. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Th- this is the way, I- I'll be the one, to, this is how government's supposed to work. Yeah. Th- we're supposed to do things for the community, for our citizens. Right. That's the idea of how this whole thing works. So, I, I am honored. To be a part of this thing on Sunday. Oh, thank you. I am really looking forward to it. Yeah, that. we're, we're going to move the needle for some veterans uh, on Sunday, and, and we're going to make our community a better place to be. So super excited. Thank you so much for your support. Jeff, Glenn. if someone wanted to know more about the commission, about the work that you guys are doing, I would say if they wanted to know more about the – I don't know what else I can tell you about the event. Yeah. Show up. Right. Just show up. University Union at Towson, 10 to 5 on Sunday. That's what you need to know. That's it. I don't know where else. Like, is there a website? I, yeah. Just come out. <laughs> but for what you guys are doing, is there anywhere that I can direct them or anywhere they can get in touch yeah, with you? Yeah, that's great. Absolutely. Yeah, so we can be – our information is on the Baltimore County website, uh, baltimorecountymd.gov. Uh, you can find out information on the commission and what we're act what we're doing there, and then of course our, our our most we reach most of our folks through through Facebook, and that's just Baltimore County Commission on Veterans Affairs. So, uh, the most simplistic and dumb guy thing I can say is thank you for your service. Oh, thank you, Jeff. I and I, and I mean it. I yeah. want you to know that I mean the world, and it is an honor for us to be a part of this event on Sunday. And I uh, appreciate all the great work that you're doing for veterans in our area. Outstanding. Thank you so much, Glenn. Jeff Bonner, appreciate you coming in studio and hanging out with us this morning. When we come back in, former Raven A.Q. Shipley, he is enamored with what they're doing up front in the run game. He'll tell us more about it next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 The Fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. 
shows. A partnership, a press box, and great ace memorabilia. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, November 21st at Mother's North Grill in Timonium. It's brought to you by Superbook Sports, AJ Michaels, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on. Where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Costas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasInn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steamed crab orders. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria. A.J. Michaels, heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. Visit Hartford County. Gear up for the holidays by supporting local with Small Business Saturday on November 25th. Taking the dazzling sights of the season with a Ledoux Christmas at Ledoux Topiary Gardens. Enjoy holiday lights, sing along the holiday songs, reserve a carriage ride, and sit on Santa's lap in Bel Air's Winter Wonderland happening every Saturday from November 25th until December 16th. Nothing sparks that holiday joy quite like a festive parade. Head to visitharford.com and click on Events to to see the full list of parades and so much more. In Maryland, you're welcome. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Sure, Glenn may be in his 40s now, but he looks just as good as he ever has, and he's still as sharp as he ever was. And I say both those things without even a shred of irony. Find out for yourself right now by watching the show at facebook.com slash pressboxsports or youtube.com slash pressboxonline. And as we pointed out, Project Game Game Day will emanate live from Towson University in the Veterans Day uh, celebration on Sunday. Project Game Day every game day this season. Myself, Rita, Femi, KZ, Stecka, the whole crew. Come join us each and every game day all season long. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline, or PressBoxOnline.com slash Game Day. It's all brought to you by A.J. Michaels, Superbook Sports, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. This, this guy, always one of my favorites when he was in Baltimore, and he has turned into a media mogul. He is also an avid tanner, as we know. And this week on the Pat McAfee Show, he was given all kinds of praise to the Ravens' run game and offensive line particularly Tyler Linderbaum, who we all love getting downfield and kicking the same guy's ass twice on the same play on Sunday. Always a pleasure to welcome back to the program our friend, Mr. A.Q. Shipley, who is with us once again here on GCR. A.Q., it's Glenn. It's always great to catch up, brother. Thank you for taking the time for us. Glenn, always a pleasure. Good to hear from you, my man. Dude, it is great to hear your voice. Man, what an ass kicker Tyler Linderbaum has proven to be, right? Like that, I, I know it's just one play and – like it's one thing, but seeing him just get downfield, like I w- I have more scalps that I want to get. I just want to kick someone else's ass. Like it's got to be the coolest thing there is when you're an offensive lineman. You know, it's funny. It's it's one of the things that you always say as offensive lineman, right? It's like you hear it so many times, and it's it's so cliche, but so true. You want to impose your will, right? And so when you hear that, it's like, what does that mean? Well, just watch that clip. 
Watch yeah. that clip of him pulling. That is it. And that is, you don't get to see that very often. Because I say this all the time. Like, people don't understand. Like, that doesn't happen often in the NFL. Like, a stalemate in the NFL, moving a guy a yard, that's a win. Like, that offensive and defensive line battles, like, does not happen like where you see it in high school where you're just taking a dude and just dumping him 10 yards downfield. Like, that doesn't happen. So, when you see a guy lift a guy off his feet, continue downfield, and then get him again, like, right. that's impressive. That's dude, impressive. It's, nuts. it's so much fun, man. Yeah. It is so cool to see. Uh, AQ, I, I, you know, it's it's funny because in the Greg Roman offense here in Baltimore, we were like, right, that's why they're running the ball successfully because that's the offensive style. I, I don't know this year that we thought that was going to be the case still, and yet, I, in a weird way, it's almost as impressive, if not more impressive. It, how do you explain the change in offensive coordinators and yet the continued dominance of the Ravens, no matter who the backs are. They did it with a guy who had played all of one NFL snap last week before the game, and Keaton Mitchell went in there and kicked ass. How do you explain, did we lose AQ? Oh, we lost AQ. All right, well, I'm feeling really good about that setup too, right? I I was all in on that setup. I was like, man, this one's the one. And then... I look over at Griffin, and he's like, uh, the funny thing about that is you're wasting it. You're, you're wasting it. AQ's not hearing it. All right. All right. I'll try it again. I'll try to be more concise. AQ Shipley back with us here on GCR. AQ, I, the move from Greg Roman to Todd Munkin, I think a lot of us thought the Ravens might not be the same type of run offense, but yet they've been as effective in maybe ways more effective. Like, How do you explain what it is they've been able to do this year in the run game, despite the fact that they got away from the coordinator that everybody thought was the best run game coordinator in football. I think you nailed it, right? I mean, it is almost more impressive because, again, you did not expect it. You expected it with Greg Roman because that's what he's done. That's yeah. what he's done for years and years and years. But I don't think I saw – Like, listen, when you're a coordinator, I think the be- the best way to put this is you watch it over and over again. You watch – Luke Getze, I'm just going to throw that name out there, right? He goes to Green Bay, and he's trying to run the same exact offense he ran with Aaron Rodgers, and, with, and he's got a completely different quarterback and a completely different set of personnel, right? That's typically what coordinators do. You don't typically see coordinators being able to adapt to their personnel, and that is what you are seeing, and that is what has been so impressive with Todd Munkin because here's the deal. You come in, you've got a stud fullback. Ricard is an absolute animal. Yep. Take advantage of it, and that's what he's been able to do. Like You're still able to do that, but – what he's been able to do, what has been so impressive, in my opinion, is, yes, you're still having the run game, but you're getting the, you're getting the wrinkles and you're, you're able to use Ricard as more of a decoy at times where, you know, a couple of weeks ago on the one where Lamar ran it in, and I think uh, like a, it was maybe from like the 12-yard line, he ran it in um, around the left side on like a quarterback oh, keeper the, type the, deal. The Detroit game, right. Yeah. The Detroit game, exactly, right? So everybody's following Ricard when they see him in motion and they see him going to the right and boom, and gets all their eyes and like I actually did that clip on my show and it's you see Jack Campbell first round linebacker Anzalone you see Aiden Hutchinson you see everybody go to Ricard which opens up the whole thing to Lamar being able to keep that around the edge and so you're seeing that and then now you get a more sophisticated passing attack and you just got you got a wagon right now Baltimore's I mean, they are just rolling, and it is cool to watch. It's funny because I remember talking to Pat in the offseason and him, like, admitting to me, dude, I don't know what my role is going to be. Like, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, that's the nature of being a fullback in the NFL. You get a, a coordinator change, he's not sure. And as it turns out, he's just as valuable, if not more, in this offense, which is, you know, we love that because we love Pat Ricard. Um, I, I, 
The other element of this, and we heard a couple Seahawks players talk about this after the game, the mere presence of Lamar Jackson, and there are not as many design runs in this offense for Lamar, but the presence of Lamar Jackson and how that befuddles a defense and what the Ravens might be doing on a particular play. Can you try to explain for dumb guys like me how that, that might put defenses in fits just knowing Lamar Jackson is there and the struggle of trying to figure out what the Ravens might be doing from play to play? So, yeah, and, and I actually uh, I did three clips in a row yesterday on my segment, and, one, and part of it kind of tried to, tried to show that in a, in, a, in a layman's way, right? So the first clip I showed was the big run by Edwards. Yep. Um, right the down the left-hand yeah. side. Yeah. Yep. So they run it down the left, and he gets, what, a plus 30 gain or whatever, right? Yep. They got Jamal Adams plus both linebackers in the box. So you get basically a seven-man box with the safety down and a nickel defense. So when that happens, you got seven guys in the box. You got basically six or seven blockers, right? It's a hat for a hat. So they look at that. They see that big run, but just the element of Lamar carrying out the fake at the end of that raises raises awareness, right? Okay, now like okay, that shows the ability he can keep this. So they go gun later and get another big run by uh, Keaton, right? And so. When they get that the next time, which I think was maybe one of the touchdown runs, they only have a five-man box. Like, as an offensive line, you are salivating sure. when you see a five-man box. Yep. Absolutely salivating. Yeah, this like, math, hey, this math works for us, right? <laughs> yeah, and the reason that they gave a five-man box before was they formationally put Mark Andrews out to the left. They got three receivers out to the right. So – you still have to acknowledge the passing strength. The passing strength is the three receivers out to the right. So when you're in a nickel defense, who has to move out there? Bobby Wagner. Who's their best run defender as a linebacker? Bobby Wagner. Now you get a five-man box without their best run defender, and he's out there for the sole purpose. If Lamar decides to keep it, he's that player that has the quarterback on the quarterback key. You you put defenses in a bind at all times just with the mere threat of him being able to keep the ball. God, that's got to be hell. Like it's just got to be hell for them as they get. Yeah, because you can't ever be right. Right, you always are put in a bad position. It's 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 no different than when teams play Patrick Mahomes and they do so much of the RPO stuff. The will linebackers always put in a bind because. They man the backside. They don't block the wheel linebacker, but the wheel linebacker also has to handle the, wheel, the, the weak side slant. So if the wheel linebacker plays the run, Mahomes is going to hit the slant. If he plays the slant, they're going to hand it off and you get a big gash out the backside. So it, it, it's, it's putting defenses in position where they can't be right. Is there, you know, we saw the Cardinals just essentially try to cut off the outside two weeks ago, like, and say, you know, we'll live with kind of being paper cutted to death if we're not giving up the bigger play. Is it didn't work clearly? But is there a best case scenario for what you do against this Ravens offense right now? That's probably it. I mean, I think I think the Cardinals probably had the best game plan. That was a game where it was you know treading in mud the whole game right. for Baltimore. I don't, you didn't see a ton of you know big chunk plays in the run game because they were just again, like you said, they were trying to handle the edges, keep everything, you know, between the tackles. And that's probably your best case scenario. But at the end of the day, they got a great offensive line right. and it's led by their, their, their guy in the middle, right? Like right. 
you know, I think the the knock and the thing on him coming out of the draft was like, oh, well, he's super athletic. He comes from Iowa. He can run. He can do all this stuff. He can pull. Can he be physical? Well, yeah, he's yeah. physical too. The yeah. dude's got it. I mean, he's a former wrestler. He's incredible balance inside. He's got incredible torque, incredible strength, incredible leverage, right? Like when you have him kind of setting the tone for, for the boys up front, it's, uh, you know, it's, you can run up the middle and you can also get to the outside and they do so much cool stuff too. Todd Munkin does such a good job. I don't know how much you guys have paid attention to it, but all the tackle over stuff, all the unbalanced stuff, you put Stanley and Moses on the same side when they're both healthy, right? Like that puts defenses in a bind too. Now you have to adjust to that. Now we go, we have to move one gap over to where the tack was. And now you ha- you can do all kind of other stuff off of that. It's so cool. So I feel like part of that and, and the guy that I wanted to talk to you about, I don't know that you and I have ever had a conversation about him yeah. is McCary, right? And when you talk about the things they're able to do, his flexibility, and, and you, I'm not trying to say you aren't a versatile dude. Like, you could do some different things. Everybody knows you as a center, but I know you could play some other stuff. But this guy, one week, to be playing left tackle really well while Ronnie Stanley's mm-hmm. out. Then last mm-hmm. week, he's playing right tackle really well while Morgan Moses is out. Oh, and by the way, he'll also be the backup center sometimes. I know they went with Mustafer this year, but, like, he's done that. How nuts is it what Pat McCary brings to the Baltimore Ravens, and how much does that allow for what you talked about with the creativity of Todd Munkin to say, we have this dude that can do anything, and it allows us to kind of be, to, to have some fun and do some crazy things on the line? It's huge. Again, another thing that people don't talk about enough, and I'm glad you brought that up, because what he's been able to do, you're right, he's, he, he plays at a very high level, almost almost to the point where you don't even notice when yeah. the starters aren't in. And that is that is big. And and one of the things I was, you know, looking at yesterday, I was watching some film in New England and you know, like when Trent Brown's not in, it's it's a glaring difference, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 usually it is a glaring difference between starter and backup. And I mean, ultimately you just gotta look at their paychecks, to be quite honest with you. There's a reason why this guy makes twenty five million and this guy makes right. you know, nine hundred and eighty thousand or whatever it is, right? And um so whenever you see that glaring differences. So whenever you do have a guy that's out injured and a guy can step in and you don't notice it, and oh by the way, at any position, it is absolutely huge. And that is the difference when teams can continue to stay on track. Because there's going to be injuries, especially on the offensive line. When you can have quality backups that can step in and the level of play doesn't drop, that is how you stay on runs. That is how you stay on winning tracks. I think he's the most underappreciated player in football, man. Like, what he is able – and I get it. They paid him a little bit of money to do this. Like, they they thought this was a priority that they wanted to have. It is is crazy to me. Um, As far as the – what you saw – do the Ravens have to find more snaps for Keaton Mitchell after what he did last week? Like, do you find yourself saying, you know, no offense? And, I, and look, he and Gus, to me, seem like a perfect compliment. No offense to Justice Hill, who's played well when he hasn't, you know, been having the mesh issues with Lamar Jackson. But when you've got that speed and that balance, which I didn't realize, like that was the part I hadn't seen. When he was running through contact at the line and not losing pace, that blew sure. me away. Do you find yourself saying you've got to find more snaps for that dude moving forward? I think it's very similar to the situations you've seen down in Miami, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. A-chan, right? Like, it's it's a guy that, like, oh, okay, well, look, we got this guy. Like, we know he's talented, but until he does it in a game, who knows? Well, then he does it in a game, and it's like, 
we got to get this guy in more, right? Like we got to get that. We got to figure out how to get this guy on the field more. Now, the one thing that you also have to give a lot of credit to, and this is what you have to say. I mean, in Baltimore over the last couple of years, like they've had running back injury issues pretty consistently. Yep. And it didn't matter who they put Heck, you, you bring Kenyon Drake off the street last year and he's running for, you know, 80 to 102 touchdowns in a game. It's like, okay, this is why scheme matters. This is why talent matters. This is why a good offensive line plus scheme, you can put me in the backfield playing running back and I can probably <laughs> run for 60. Now you put the speed in there and that, that's when you get the home runs. And so not to take anything away by any means from Keaton, because unbelievable game, unbelievable what he did. And, you know, it's obviously a thing, but yes, to answer your question in a twofold answer, Yes, he needs to get more touches, but I think a lot of the credit also needs to go to the offensive line and the scheme as well. That's very fair. Very fair. All right, uh, A.Q. Shipley. Um, I, before I let you go, if I could, because I, I like to ask this to guys, you weren't here for very long, but you you saw what this organ like the fact that John Harbaugh is still here a decade later and they're still in this position, can you speak to – and, and Chuck talks about it a lot when we talk to Chuck, right? Like, can you speak to what it is about this organization that that here we are and and they're still in this position with the same coach and this continues to work and the Ravens continue to be, year after year, one of the best in model organizations in all of football? Super impressive. I talk about it quite often, right? Pittsburgh's another one, right? Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. Baltimore, Green Bay for so many years, New England for so many years. If you look at the culture that they believe in, they never, it's, it's unwavered. It is unwavered. Like who they want to be never wavers. And I think that is a big part to do with John Harbaugh, a big part to do with DaCosta and Ozzy and kind of everything that they've built themselves on. Another thing that I don't think gets talked about enough, and you can say the same thing with with the AFC North rival in Pittsburgh, right? Like it's what both of those teams, again, their head coach has been there just as long too, which yep. is kind of crazy. Like the fact that those guys just keep going at it. But if you look at both those organizations, they start to see, you know, I'm just going to throw it out there, right? Like, so like a Terrell Suggs, right? Like as he starts to come to his end, okay, who do we go get? We go bring in a Matthew Judon. We go bring in a Zadarius Smith and boom, as they start to, okay, maybe they're going to leave. They just replace and plug with the same players in the same mindset, in the same culture. They, Haloti Nada leaves, and they bring in Brandon Williams, and Brandon Williams leaves, and now you got Pearson, Matabuke, and it's all just replacing the same people. James Harrison leaves, and you bring in T.J. Watt, and Bud Dupree, and Kiesel leaves, and you bring in Cam Hayward. It's just having a belief in who you are and constantly plugging and playing and, and drafting for the same people. And you never have to change coordinators and the schemes really never change. And it's just, it's just an unwavering belief in who you are and you continue to go that route. And I think that's the biggest thing. And then also culture, and you know, the guys before continue to say, Hey, this is what we do here. This is what playing like a Raven is. This is how we win. This is what we do. We're starting to get some uh, Ray Lewis vibes and Roquan Smith, bro. Like, it's that type of replacement where we're like, wow, that guy, Bingo. man, like that. the impact of that dude is real. All right, in the trenches, uh, you want to remind everybody, I think everybody sees you on Pat's show, but everything you're doing, you want to remind everybody where they can find you. 
Sure. Yeah, every Wednesday um, in studio live, we are 12 to 3. Uh, ESPN, the first two hours. ESPN Plus, the third hour, as well as YouTube on when, Pat McAfee's show. And, and that's, of course, your uh, favorite hour because it allows you to uh, start letting the F-bombs fly again. That's exactly it. I mean, listen, like I, I don't need to sit here and say the F bomb, but it, it just allows us to be more natural and fun and play in the locker room, man cave type vibe. And that's also when my segment is. So I'm always on that last hour and I kind of pick the five best runs plus a couple, you know, big bump kill shots that we like to call whenever linemen get those big, big shots downfield or even at the line of scrimmage burying somebody. It's, it's a lot of fun for me to kind of stay involved in the game. At AQ Shipley on Twitter is how you follow him. Bro, it's awesome to see you continue to kill it, man. Always appreciate you taking the time for us. Thanks so much for doing this, dude. Appreciate you guys. AQ Shipley, former Raven, with us here on GCR, part of the Pat McAfee Show crew, of course, in the trenches, uh, always doing the uh, O-line breakdown. Appreciate him hopping on with us this morning. Today's show uh, has also been brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Griffin, you want to remind everybody what's coming up at Live Casino and Hotel? Yeah, I want to tell you about the second chance to win drawing that they've got going on all football season long. So hopefully uh, you're betting with us again this week. and uh, Hopefully gonna... you didn't bet with Griffin on the uh, Flyers the other night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hopefully yeah. you didn't do that or bet with me. How's, guess, how's weeks your, like one through eight. How's your Maction been this week? Um, Let's see. Tuesday, I just did, I avoided it all last night, because, and it ended up being an ugly slate anyway, which okay. was smart. Um, But yeah, Wednesday or Tuesday didn't go well. I tried like a money line parlay, and uh, I, even, yeah. I didn't even get... Oof. Some of the money line, you Oof. know, the hits on that one. So it wasn't, it wasn't great, um, you know. But yeah, maybe eventually I'll start start dishing out the action, uh, the action plays as well. Uh, maybe some UFC plays this weekend, of course. Ah, yeah, big fight this yes, weekend. Yes, it is very big, big couple big fights. Um, but if luck isn't on your There's side, somebody that you know you like this weekend. I do like uh, Yuri Prohaska. Okay. against Alex Bahar. What are the, what are the number? The I don't late. even know what the numbers are. Uh, he's plus one hundred right now. Prohaska okay. is. At All least right. last time I checked, he was right. plus one hundred. Um, so I like that. I like like. But a- otherwise, it's a just, really just to win. Just to win. Yeah, I'm right, gonna take him just to win. Get okay. you get plus odds. I'm gonna take that because okay. he can do it in a variety of different ways. Uh, we've seen him do it in a, in a bunch of different ways, and we haven't seen him lose in just about forever. It's been like eight, nine years, eight years since he last lost. So I'll take Prohaska. Uh, against Pajara, who's only fight going to be fighting his second light heavyweight fight. Um, otherwise, a really good card because it's a very uh, not like a ton of heavy favorites. It's Pavlovich and Aspinall, Aspinall, Aspinall right? Are yeah. fighting for the heavyweight. And what's the what's the women's fight? The women's fight is Mackenzie Dern and uh, Jessica Andrade. Uh, okay. Not a title fight, but it is a high level. It's a good one there. Mackenzie Dern is one of my favorite fighters, so I'll take. Uh, I mean, I'm going to lean Mackenzie Dern there. I, okay. I don't. I'm not gonna make an official play. I oh, guess. all right. So, but I do lean Mackenzie Dern because she's just she's one of the best BJJ practitioners okay. a- out there. Okay. Um, so if it goes to the ground, it's over. Um, but the question is, will she be able to get it to the ground? Right. So and I think she will. If you make any of those bets and you lose them, you're not going to. But yes, if you do lose, if you if maybe you like you hear what I say and you like waver a little bit. Ah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can take that losing bet uh, over to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Uh, and turn those losses into winning opportunities, again, with the second chance to win promotion between now and January 4th, 2024. All live casino and Hotel Maryland rewards members will be able to enter their losing bet slips into the second chance to win drum, and then two nights a week, 20 different winners will be chosen. Prizes ranging from live casino and Hotel Maryland apparel, sports and social, ultimate happy hour, uh, as well as cash and free play prizes worth up to $500. Drawings will be held every Thursday and Monday, 
uh, at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland in Arundel Mills. Must be 21. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Very good. Let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you by the print issue of Pressbox, which is available for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox. Also, you can read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. Todd Karpovich's story about the uh, survivors, the position players who were held over from the Duquette era to the turnaround for the Baltimore Orioles, Hayes, Mullins, Santander, and Mountcastle. Lots of college basketball in this print issue. Lots of Brooks Robinson reflections. Really great stuff in this print issue of PressBox. Again, go pick it up for free. Uh, Not a whole lot of sports, I guess, you know, Last night, nothing like nothing. You know, doesn't you have know to be stats. It doesn't have to be something, to the something day. I missed. Yeah, yeah something some that I missed. The Jets uh, on Monday night became the only NFL team in the Super Bowl era to have their defense collect five sacks, hold their opponent to under 200 yards, and still lose. And not allow hold on, and oh, not God. allow any 25 yard plus plays, and still lose the game by 20 points. Yikes. They lost by 20. Yikes. While their defense still did all Yikes. that. Um, Everybody keeps talking about like. Well, they, you know how when are they when, when is uh, Robert Sala going to learn he can't play Zach Wilson? Like, who do you think is the other option? Trevor Simeon? You think it's going to be Flacco? Better? I mean, I, like, I just don't take Flacco. Th- I get it. It sucks to not have a quarterback that's good enough. I understand that, but that's what happens when your quarterback gets hurt. It would be like us last year screaming about we well, got to do better than Tyler Huntley. With what? Like, I. Can you throw somebody else out there just for funsies? I I guess. Just to say, let's do something different for the sake of it. But assuming that there's going to... We all get enamored by the once in a generation where you see something like Brock Purdy last year or you know Nick Foles the year that he replaced Carson Wentz. Where once in a, in a million years, there's some talent. To, and we're still, the, the jury's still kind of out on Brock Purdy, by the way. And Nick Foles, it didn't last. Like, it worked for a stretch of games, and then it all fell apart not that long after that. It is, I, I just don't know what you're asking for. Like, you really think that Trevor Simeon, like, again, if your argument is, I know there's no reason for me to think it's going to be good, but just do something else anyway, fine. But, I mean, come on, dude. What do you think you're getting out of that? Um, gold gloves were dished out on, uh, what was that, Monday night, I believe? Sarah Lang's uh, yeah, tweeted Sunday out. Sunday night, actually. Which is, right, why would they do that in the middle of football? Who knows, yeah. Uh, 13 first-time winners this season. Second most in a single year behind the 14 first-time winners uh, last season How in 2022. That? And then we'll be dishing out more uh, more gold gloves. It's also the fourth straight year with ten first time winners. Wow. Over ten first time winners. I, I don't I don't care because no Orioles were involved, so it's a sham. Yeah, it is a sham. Um, Josh Dubow from the AP uh, pointed out that Tommy DeVito, who was announced as the se- as, who was announced as the starter for the Giants this weekend, who are favored or who are seven or sixteen and a half point underdogs, I believe. It might be up to seventeen now against uh, Dallas. Man, you're you gonna bet it, really, really. Tommy DeVito will set the record in a non-replacement player season with 10 rookie yeah, starting I did QBs. See that. Um, the previous mark uh, since QB starts were tracked in 1950 was uh, the nine different rookie QBs in 2019. You're going to ask me to remember who the 2019 rookie yeah. Do you think you can name all 10 this year? I bet I could. This year? Yeah. Do you want to do which one do you want to do? I'll do that first. Okay. Stroud. Yes. Where's, why do I never have a real pen here? I always have this stupid permanent mark. I got it. I got it. I got one in my pocket. Okay. 
Stroud. I might steal him. That might be the reason. Stroud, Young, Richardson. Uh, DeVito's the tenth. DeVito's the tenth. Uh, O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell, of the Vegas Raiders. Clayton Tune. Clayton Tune, good one. I completely forgot it. Forgot about him. One. I mean, there wasn't much to. <laughs> uh, your boy Will Levis. Will Levis. Doriel Thompson Robinson. DTR. Tyson Bagent. Tyson Bagent is a rookie. I'm missing one. You're missing one. Oh, Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall. Yeah, yes. Jaron Hall. There you go. There's the 10 rookies. Now, 2019 rookies? Nine of them. Hey. <laughs> uh, all right. Now I got to go back to the 2019 draft. The 2019 draft was Kyler Murray, right? Kyler Murray, yes. He started all 16 games that hey, season. Who they else went 5 10 and 1, the Cardinals. Would that have been Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones made 12 starts for the Giants. Then would that have been. That wouldn't have been. That wasn't Trubisky. Trubisky would have been before that. That Risky was 2017, yeah. Who else would have 2019? Oh, this might not go well for me. <laughs> this might be a a steamer. 2019. Yuck. Uh, that wouldn't have been... Herbert was 2020, right? Uh, yes. Herbert Burrow to a... <laughs> Darnold? Uh, nope. No, Darnold he was, was before that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. He made 12 starts for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars in 2019. And has replaced one of the injured rookies who started this year. Then replaced one of the injured... What? Was replaced by... No, he replaced an injured rookie from one of the 2023 injured rookies. With a different different team, not the Jaguars. Oh, God. I'm like, what in the world are you trying to say? 2019, he replaced, he came in when a rookie this year. Oh, Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew, yes. He made 12 starts for Jacksonville as a sixth-round rookie. Damn. All right. You're going to have to do one of these for basically everybody now. Uh, Washington quarterback, unfortunately. Oh, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins made seven starts with Washington. Um, Pittsburgh, this was the year Ben got hurt. Ben got hurt, and they played Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph was, this was his second year, so he was not a rookie, but he made about, I think he made eight starts or something. This guy made six starts. Well, Mason Rudolph this was, wasn't was banged up. Duck Hodges, Duck was Hodges it? made Jeez. six starts Christ. for the Steelers as a rookie. Uh, one of my favorite bits is I just gave him a different D name. Uh, I gave him a different DH name every time we talked about him. I was like, they're going to start Dexter Hamburgers? Duck Hodges. So, I did love that bit. Yeah. I missed that bit. That was one of my favorite Sanford bits. legend. God. Uh, he made five starts for Denver. After Joe Flacco went down with a back injury, they, as they say. Drew Locke? Drew Locke made five starts in Denver. I guess Drew Locke came in next. I think it was Brandon Allen. Um, Ask me to remember who yeah. the quarterbacks were. Uh, for Detroit, he made five starts, including, I think, on Thanksgiving this year in 2019. Uh, uh, made five starts for Detroit. In 2019, that was, of course, <laughs> uh, he was a Purdue quarterback. A Purdue quarterback. I probably should know this. Yeah, he's back with the Lions this year. He's back with the Lions this year. That's not Boyle, is it? No, it's not Boyle. I don't know where Boyle came from. He's just a quarterback that seemed to exist for forever. 
Purdue quarterback who is back with the Lions this year, who made five starts in 2019. He's on the Lions P squad, actually. So. Oh, well Probably then. won't see him, yeah. He made, let's see, what else did he do? I think he made some starts with the Cardinals last year. Why am I, why is this? Yeah, he made two starts for Arizona, and then five starts with Detroit in 2019. Purdue quarterback. It's not. His first name is. Uh, uh, settle down over there. Well, it's Would innocuous. You chill. <laughs> You're saying I'm not going to get it from yeah. knowing what his first name is? I don't know. David Blau. David Blau. David, David Blau. Blau. Son of a bitch. For yeah. Detroit made five starts in 2019. Two yeah. more rookies. God damn, man. I know. These ones are tough. Cincinnati, this was the year right before they, they were tanking for that Burrow. Wasn't this was the year they were tanking. No, it wasn't McCarron. I think he was 2018. I don't know. Or seven. Finley? Ryan Finley. Yeah. NC State. Three starts for the Bengals. And then he was a higher pick. He was like a fourth round pick or something like that he was somebody they thought might be a player right like this was a guy that they it was like let's let's just see because there's a non-zero chance he could be the answer obviously it worked out for them in the end but wasn't he not he i don't think he was a fourth round pick yeah i thought he was a a guy they thought there was a chance and then then they bench andy dalton yeah yeah. halfway through and all right and then uh for carolina he made two starts He was the longtime West Virginia quarterback. Oh, Will Greer. Will Greer. Will Greer. Will Greer. Those are the Nina. Jesus. Other rookies that year that didn't that make any starts. Jared Stidham was a rookie that year. Oh, Trace wow. Sorley was a rookie hey. that year. Easton Stick. Yeah. Has Easton Stick ever started a game I think anywhere? he started for Indy at one point. Did he? Or maybe. I thought he was in uh, the, with the Chargers. His old, I thought he was still He's with, with the Chargers. Chargers right now. I thought no, he, was he started with the Chargers. Yeah. I thought he was with the Chargers the entire time. He went I, to Indy for like a he minute. Did? I thought he That's did. That's a weird bit. All right, fair enough. Let me make sure. Oh, wait, yeah, you're right. He was with the trouble. Ah! Who am I, who am I thinking? Ha-ha! Who, Are you thinking, thinking of Shane Bouchelle? Maybe. Am I thinking Sam Ellinger? Ellinger? I think yeah, it might Ellinger. be Ellinger. Yeah. 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 Easton Stick, I don't know that he's made a start, has he? No, he hasn't. So North Dakota State played. legend, Easton Stick. It's worked out just about as well as it has for Trey Lance, for what it's worth. Gone about the same. All right, very good. That is Tidbit. Tidbit also brought to you by the Tyus Bowser Show, which returns Tuesday, November 21st. We will be back at Mother's North Grill in Timonium for the next Tyus Bowser Show. Come hang out with us. Find out more at PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. It's a partnership of PressBox and Great Eights Memorabilia. It's all brought to you by A.J. Michaels, Superbook, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. Tonight, football, technically... Panthers Bears at eight fifteen, and no, J- Justin Fields is not returning this week. So a true there barn is burner. Zero reason to watch this football. Do game. I start Deontay Foreman now that I should ask Ken this? Now that I think because Roshan's not playing. I guess I don't know, man. Amazon Ken. Prime Video for that at eight fifteen, and really, what I, it'll be worth turning into is to see how much Al Michaels hates himself, because he used to just be able to pass these games off to Tarico. Like I'll just go ahead and let Mike do this one. I don't think they have a backup on Amazon. I could be the backup if they want. Yeah, yeah. you want to? Yeah. Call them. <laughs> yeah. Griffin Griff would be the most excited any human being oh, has yeah. ever been. We got the... Bears, Panthers. This uh, is... You want something to watch tonight? House and Coppin tonight at 8 mm-hmm. o'clock over at the uh, Physical Education Complex. Good local rivalry. Uh, Coppin State's got their in, in-house Coppin State tube. You can watch it on that. Uh, Morgan's at home tonight at 6 against Cheney. MorganStateBears.com. 
Uh, NBA tonight, Bucks Pacers at 7, Hawks Magic at 9.30, ESPN Plus for Stars Blue Jackets at 7.30, Oilers Sharks at 10.30, uh, College Football tonight, Virginia Louisville at 7.30 on ESPN, ESPNU Southern Miss and Louisiana at 7.30 as well. Round one of the PGA's Bermuda Championship at 1 o'clock on the Golf Channel. MLB Network for the Silver Slugger announcement tonight at 6. And Impact Wrestling at 8 on Axis TV. Anything non-sports? Um, we should few. be like, you know, there should be real guests at least on the talk shows moving forward. Um, They have Jared Leto tonight on Fallon. Okay. As well as AJR. What's, what's Jared Leto plugging? Leto is... Because you're allowed to plug now, I guess. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, Well, who knows? I, I think... The only the... thing I saw about him that's coming up is that Seth freaking Rollins wants him to play him in a... In a movie, wants Jared Leto to play play, play Seth freaking. Does Seth Rollins himself? think that I can't believe you called him Seth freaking Rollins? Isn't that his name? Believe. Does Seth Rollins think seen. that he's relevant enough for there to be a movie made about him? <laughs> I like, mean, no, if your name is Seth freaking. Rollins. No disrespect. I like Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins. Shut up. But he thinks that he. Anyway, go ahead. You see, John Rothstein said one of the games to watch in college basketball is John Brown at Baylor. Why? I don't know. But that was on his list okay. of like five games. Does Baylor stink and like they're no? They won. They beat they beat Auburn in a great game too. So what? What am I missing? I don't know. But he and everyone's this is blaming I, him for with all due respect. I don't. I don't get content from John Rothstein. He's he's a carnival barker. Um, Sesame Street apparently is uh there's season fifty four premiere on HBO, on HBO Max. right because yeah, HBO Max. owns well it, but like it they start on HBO now but then they eventually end up on PBS like I think was the deal that they worked out. Mm. where like HBO owns it but they still let TBS license it or something like that because remember uh, a few years ago Mitt Romney was like threatening to get rid of PBS like if he government spending like it was like a wasteful government spending and it became a it became a big thing where people were like dude are you really going to war with Big Bird is that really what you're like in in a debate and Mitt Romney who seems like largely a reasonable guy and probably a, a pretty agreeable like I think there are a lot of things that I would find myself agreeing the others that I certainly would not but a lot of things that I would find up agreeing with with Mitt Romney but like dude you're really using that as your platform like I'm gonna get rid of PBS he said it during a debate like I'm sorry PBS because like one of the one of the moderators was a PBS um, oh. personality and he was like when well, you would be gone too like dude that that's you're not I understand the thought process like I'm not opposed to like wasteful but like dude going to war with PBS like, come on, man. They gave us Mr. Rogers. Like, no, dude. Chill. Chill with all that. Um, I guess there's really not a whole lot. Uh, Hillary Duff will, and Please Don't Destroy will be on Seth Meyers. I didn't know Please Don't Destroy is, like, touring. They are? I no. don't know what that would be. Just, like, stand? I, I don't know, right? Because I remember going to see Lonely Island, and it was amazing. But they do songs, yeah. right? Like, so, and I don't, I don't think they were actually singing. I'm pretty sure they were lip syncing. But who cares? Like, it was awesome. I don't... Did you watch Popstar? Yeah, but I didn't. Oh come on! It that was, was great. It was good. It was, fantastic. it was not. It was not more than good. Um, I don't know. Like, do they do skits or do they do stand up or what does? Yeah. I mean, I love I, Please Don't Destroy. I think their sketches are awesome. But I don't know what it is that I I watch. I will watch some Please Don't. I will find myself spending an hour just watching Please Don't Destroy. Sometimes at the gym, that's what my accompaniment is. I put it on my phone while I'm doing like the elliptical, and I just watch Please Don't Destroy sketches. But I don't know if that's what they would do because they're coming to D.C. And I was like, maybe I would go to that. I bet it would be – I don't know how I'd feel about it. There's a BTS concert special on uh, Prime Video. 
after the game, I'm assuming, because um, they always do music. Oh yeah, maybe that is. Maybe they always do the concert after the game. Yeah, maybe maybe that, is, or maybe it comes out. I'm not sure, but there's a BTS thing. I would assume it is the it is. Uh, season two finale of Loki on Disney Plus. Oh right, yeah, yeah. That. and Marvels is this week. Marvels is this okay. is tomorrow. I guess tonight technically you could see it, yeah. but very good. All right, uh, thanks. But oh. You don't want to miss Panthers Bears. Yeah, I can't. So. Tubular, I'm decorating for Christmas tonight. Tubular is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. All right. Uh, thanks today to AQ Shipley. Thanks to Jeff Bonner. Thanks to Ken Zalis, to Spencer Haywood, as well as to Sal Palantonio, We'll get all of that up in the greatest hits section of the... Oh, my God. It's so good. ...tab at glennclarkradio.com. Uh, tomorrow? Chuck Pagano. Chuck we'll Pagano join is joining us. He uh, did a breakdown of the Ravens for the 33rd team this week. We'll go out to Cleveland with uh, Gerard Cherry. Our buddy Gerard Cherry from ESPN Radio out in Cleveland. Bo Smolka, Stan Bo Smolka, Press Box Radio. Oh, Stan's back in studio tomorrow. Yeah, we got a, we got a robust little day tomorrow. Yes. Looking forward to that. And segment number three of the Tyus yes. Bowser Show. All right, thanks, everybody, at Press Box. All of our great sponsors and partners, including... Live Casino and Hotel, the Maryland Five Star, A.J. Michaels, Mother's North Grill, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, Superbook Sports, Hartford County, Guilford Hall Brewery, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Thursday night. Go Coppin or Towson. Go Morgan. Duke sucks. We wrap up Thursday night or Thursday's show by going back to Tuesday night on segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show with Justin Matabike. Back in here for segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show from Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North, Glenn and Rita, Tyus Bowser, Justin Matabike. Love being at Guilford Hall, man. Guilford Hall is sort of like our home away from home. It's legitimately Rita's home away from home. She I was is just here. here Sunday. Yep. This is where, if you're looking for Rita, check Guilford Hall. And you're going to want to be back at Guilford Hall next Thursday night, November 16th, for the Chocolate Stout release. Be one of the first to try Guilford's new seasonal release paired with a culinary-crafted ice cream bar. Stein Club members receive 50% off tickets, which are available at guilfordhall.com. And if you're not in the Stein Club, you can join at guilfordhall.com. You'll get $5 half liters every time you visit plus 15% off all merch and discounts on events. It's just $25 a month to unlock a world of exclusive benefits, discounts, and experiences that will take your love for beer to a whole new level here at Guilford Hall Brewery. Are you in the Stein Club, Rita? No, but I need to. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Chocolate South, I'm, I'm interested. You're going to be back here next Thursday night? I'm interested. That ice cream bar, that does sound pretty good. It that sound sounds good. pretty good. Thank Appreciate you. you. All right, so um, I wanted to talk for a second, if we could, because you know how much I've been involved with helping up Mission over the years, and um, I know you guys had the opportunity to get back there yesterday, and it is a special place that does a lot of special things. Yeah. Um, can you tell people about why it is? Because you've gone back a couple of times now. I know why you've chosen to go back every year, and what's important to you about doing that? I think number one, um, uh, Craig Singletary, our head of security, um, you know, he's always been like a brother to me. You know, he's always looked out for me and, you know, he checks on me. And just having a guy like that, you want to do stuff for, you know, people in, in that matter. And for him, he's been doing this for years. And to just see. I think it's two decades. Yeah, a very long time. And you just see 
you know, how much pride he takes in it. And he wants to help out his city. He's from here. And, you know, he's trying to do everything he can to, you know, provide and help his city in the best way possible. And, you know, this is my second year going to it. And just to see the smile on those guys' faces, you know, especially what they've been through and, you know, how hard working that they are. And it just kind of help them in the simplest way as far as giving them jackets and uh, gloves, hats, things like that, man. It, it means a lot to them. And just to see, you know, Matt Beeks, uh, Justin Tucker, uh, Mark Andrews, like those guys to come out, you know, take time out, out of their day, especially after, you know, a game day like that, to just spend time with those guys, you know, for an hour or so, you know, that meant the world to them. So to do, just do something like that, man, it's, it's just been great. Justin, was that, was that your first time going or you, had you been to Helping Up before? Yeah, that was my first time going and, uh, just uh, seeing all those people there, um, just experiencing with my teammates, it was definitely something that I'm grateful for to go for and just um, cool to see those people and to give back. Bro, we're grateful that you went, man. Yes, like, sir. it means, I don't think you all understand what it means to those guys just to have support. Like, they, the idea that anybody would go out and support you at your lowest moment, the fact that it's you guys yeah. that are out there supporting, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Um, we're going to do another uh, raffle this year. I've been having these guys sign a helmet this season. And at the end of the year, we're going to do a raffle to benefit the Helping Up mission. We're going to raffle off this uh, helmet at the end of the year to help them out. That's awesome. Try to get them some, uh, some things they need, like toiletries, underwear, stuff like yeah. that. So that means the world. And real quick, we're still next Friday night. Yes. That's, we're doing it. Yes, we're doing it. This is the, the, the launch. The launch of you know, my first event for my foundation. So definitely looking forward to it. Definitely looking forward to it. So everybody needs to be watching social this week? Yeah, watch social. I'm going to definitely put it out. Maybe tomorrow, just kind of put it out there, you know, let you guys know about it. But um, it'll definitely be Friday. Um, it'll be downtown at one of the hotels. I'm going to give you all the further details of it. But it's going to be a great time. I awesome. feel like it's going to be, you know, an event, not only for me to remember, but for a lot of others. And you got a lot of teammates I know that are coming out for yeah, it as well. Yeah, I'm going to put it out there as well for the guys to come out there. I know it's going to be a quick turnaround, especially, you know, after a game. So, But I got good teammates, and I feel like there will be some guys that come out and support. So. We love that. We love that y'all taking care of the people that need to be taken care of. All right, Mr. History Maker, <laughs> Justin Matabike. You want to talk about it? What's up? What are you going to talk about? <laughs> you want to talk about Straight it? Straight games with at least a half a sack, a new Baltimore Ravens record. I know. Yeah. I know you talked about it after the game on Sunday, but like, have you really spent time thinking about like the history of defensive players that have played here in Baltimore? That you have accomplished something that Terrell Suggs never did, that Haloti Nada never did, that Ray Lewis, and like, has it struck you at all, like, how significant that is? Uh, to be honest, not really, like, it's just, I'm just, to be honest with you, I'm just in my zone, I'm just trying to just, uh, I appreciate those things, and it, it definitely is something that I always cherish forever, but like, I'm just so focused on just the season, just the next, like, opponent, and, um, I'm just locked in, but definitely like something that I definitely will always cherish forever because there's been some legendary, super legendary defensive players that have put on a Ravens uniform, and I'm just grateful to do something and thankful to do something uh, that hasn't been done before. So, 
you, you, he mentioned NADA, and there's a lot, I've seen a lot of conversation um, about how we haven't seen someone as dominant at that position since NADA. So when you hear those types of things, you know, how does that make you feel? He's a guy that is essentially up for the Hall of Fame. You know, and he's in the. Is he in the, in the he's Ring a, of he's Honor? He's a semifinalist. Yeah, yeah, this year. Yeah. 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 Is he in the, the Ring of Honor? Yeah, of is course. He, he's in the Ring yeah. of Honor. So you know, when you hear the comparison, or not necessarily the comparisons, but saying this is a guy that we haven't seen be as dominant since a guy that is literally a semifinalist for the Hall of Fame. How does that make you feel? Um, it definitely makes me feel like you know, I mean, like all the hard work is uh, definitely paying off, and I just I belong, and uh, those are legendary players. You know, Haloti, uh, we talk we talk sometimes on Instagram and stuff like that. Great guy. And, um, you know, I just want to keep on uh, keeping that standard, that Raven defense standard, and just kind of want to always look back at it and just be like, yeah, like I put everything and uh, the hard work and dedication to the game, and uh, it, it paid off on Sunday. So, but, Okay, when you're in a streak, because we talked about being superstitious earlier, like you got to keep doing some of the same things you've been doing to keep the streak going, right? Like you got to, <laughs> you know, eat the same thing for breakfast or something like that, right? Like, yeah. there's got to be a little bit of that, right? Yeah, it, it is, and it's just, it's been the same since uh, the opening of the rest of the Texans. I just keep the same routine, just try to eat the same meals and just stay focused, just trying to be present. What's the meal? What's the meal? What's the... When you're killing it like this, we got to know. The meal and, <laughs> we need the meal, meal <laughs> and the music. We need the meal yeah. and the music. The What's music. the meal and the music? Um, the meal is just like it just depends. It just depends if it's like a early game, but we have a lot of early games. So like so egg whites or uh, some uh, oatmeal maybe. And it just depends. Sometimes Mr. Just, healthy over here. I was hoping it was gonna be a very big man healthy meal. Of you. <laughs> maybe some spaghetti, some, some okay. chicken. <laughs> I don't know. I just mix it up. Whatever I'm feeling, honestly. But is that legit? Like, would you really eat spaghetti on the morning of the game? Sometimes. It just depends on how hungry I am. Okay. Yeah. If I wake up real, you real early. You got to carb up, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And, like, if I wake up real, real early, like, just based upon getting a good night's rest, like, I might get some breakfast. But uh, if I wake up a little bit late, then I just go straight to the lunch meal. It just depends. So, the music? Yes. Music, uh, say, like, rap, you know what I mean? Just, like, the stuff that we play in the locker room, really, some rap, some, I don't know, just stuff that gets what me artists? hyped. What artists? What artists? Yeah. Uh... We've been playing a lot of Chief Keef lately, and we've been winning. Yeah. That's a work. That's old school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chief Where did that playing. come from? Bro, Chief Keef always be, he be hidden, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not arguing with Chief Keef, but like, I don't think there's a lot of 28-year-old dudes that are listening to Chief Keef. You'd be surprised. Yeah. yeah you'd, be, yep. you'd be very surprised. I saw Rod Wavers at the game on Sunday. Did anybody get to meet him? No, I didn't meet him. Because he, he performed, Yeah, I think he was the at the arena on Saturday before. night. Yeah. yeah, he performed and he had a Lamar yeah, Jackson. Yeah, because I think he had a concert. He did. In yeah, yeah. But nobody got the chance. No, to. I didn't even know he was. Uh, he was at the game. Man. Yeah, I didn't know either until after the game. Crazy. It's kind of a swing and a miss. I <laughs> know, huh? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I know so many people that I know from back home. They're they're big Rod Wave fans, right? and you know they was thinking about coming up for this weekend just for the concert. So <laughs> I know they they'll. Some of them was a little upset now. They're like, man, I should have came this weekend. I could have had a two-for-one, come to the game, then go and see the Rod Wave concert. Then mess around and meet him at the stadium just out of nowhere. Like, who knows? So. Huge miss. Huge, Huge miss. miss. They should probably be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> they are. I'm sure they are. Um, Tice, can you tell us, you've watched Justin since he got here in 2020. Yeah. Be becoming this guy. And we've always seen, you know, like, 
the talent. The talent is yeah. obvious. Mm -hmm. But this is otherworldly. What have yeah. you seen from this guy next to you that's allowed him to turn into, you know, a legitimate superstar in this league? Yeah, like, I was talking to him yesterday. I was just telling him, like, man, like, like, just, I've seen what you've been, I've seen the potential that you had when you was younger. You know, when you came in, just, just how you build, just your explosiveness, just your speed, you know, just technique, everything about you, you know, gave me potential. And for me, I told him, man, like, it just, it's starting to click for you now. Like, you're, you're really starting to see what you've been capable of doing. And it's finally coming into uh, fruition right now. And, you know, I'm just proud of this dude. And like I said, I've been watching this dude since he got in. And him just being locked into his craft and him just always working hard. Like, his motor just never stops. And, you know, a few guys is kind of mentioning him uh, as a, like a little younger Aaron Donald as far as, as far as his energy and things like that. I was going to say better Aaron Donald. That you know, was what I was going to yeah, That's I always, me. I always got to give respect for Aaron Donald because Yo. he's a different beast. But no, yeah, this absolutely. guy's a different beast as well. And, you know, you can see stuff like that. And, I mean, now when you watch him, you just see him dominating everything. You see him in practice. He's dominating one-on-ones in run game in normal practice situations. And like I said, it's starting to click for him. And I told him that and I said, man, just continue to keep your head down. Whatever you're doing now, continue to do it because it's just working out well for you. And when you do that, you start seeing results, which he's doing now. Absolutely. And, and, Ju and Justin, correct me if I'm wrong here. Do you train with Aaron Donald? No, I don't train with him. Uh, there was one summer that I went to his facility. And he okay. was there and I uh, worked out with him and I did like yeah. some footwork with him one day. Uh, talk to him a little bit, try to pick his brain a little bit, but um, I don't really train with him. Like, did okay. you pick up anything do, from that? I, that yeah, that I was going to ask you because I do remember. Like, there was I remember reading that. Was there anything that you felt like you learned in that short period of time? I mean, he's going to. That's another guy that's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, we didn't talk too too much, but he did say like always, like always, always push yourself. Push yourself. Hard work is going to pay off. Um, and he just told me like. I was like, man, how much do you weigh? He was like, like, like two, like seventy or two seventy five or something. No way, you know, two seventy. Yeah, he told me that. I was like, I really? You don't think so? No. <laughs> he's lighter. He's easily like two eighty five. Two eighty five? Easily. Really? He gotta be. Maybe. I mean, I look know. at it's it. It's coming from his. Like, it came from him, so I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. All right. We're gonna start a trutherism here. We're gonna. It don't look like it. I've seen, I played against him a few times. He don't look like no two seventy five. Yeah, he, he, he swole. He swole. He big dude. I've seen Sizz. Sizz is two, was 265 yeah, easily, and he was built. Yeah. He's way bigger than Sizz. Justin, what are, you, what are you at? I'm like at 295. Okay. Yeah. When did you, you were always big. Don't I remember like reading like when you were born, you were a big baby? You were like 10 pounds? Yeah, I was like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Where did you get that from? <laughs> what did I do? What did I do this time? <laughs> I was a big kid. I ain't gonna lie. I was a big kid. Always adventurous and... Yeah, I caused my mom a hell, I ain't gonna lie, but <laughs> she proud of me now, so it's all good, so. <laughs> it, it, it worked out, basically. It worked out. <laughs> it worked out well. Sorry, mom, love you. Yeah. <laughs> my bad, mama. Hey, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER, visit helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Tyus Bowser Show, Press Box 105.7 The Fan. Uh, Tyus, we got to get to the hard-hitting questions. I saw that you got a pedicure this week. I did. And you said it was difficult for you to not laugh. 
what, what was that all about? Why were you struggling to not laugh during the pedicure? You can always tell who don't get pedicures. You say what? You can always tell who don't get pedicures. He Has you ask never that had a pedicure He's, No, I'm talking about you, Glenn. I, had a, I have gotten. So a, you don't understand why he was tick, why it was ticklish? Oh, is that what you were saying? Yeah. Oh. What do you think I was talking about? <laughs> what do you What's think happening I, here? I know. What's going on here, Glenn? I thought it was like awkward for some reason. I thought maybe like this poor, this poor woman. She was literally scrubbing my feet. That's all I'm with saying. With her hands and stuff. And I'm over here like fighting for my life not to like bust out laughing. Hey, so what we were saying is Justin Matabike's got a sack streak going. It's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty remarkable. I, I, I got you, Glenn. Let me, How often do you go in for pedicures? Hey, you know what? We need to go. You know, we th- th- I think that that's come, next on the list, Tyus. We got to go. take Glenn on a field trip to the nail it. spa. I love it. You ain't been to the right You ain't one. getting it right. You ain't getting it done right. Yeah, if you're not you ticklish, right. you're not getting it done right. Yeah. Are you ticklish? I'm not really all that ticklish. Ah. I'm really not. I'm really not okay. all that ticklish. All right. So that might be part of the issue for me. That's, that's on our list. Yep. That's next, on our list. Next yep. in line. Next, yep. <laughs> How often do you go? I try to go like every few, every few weeks, maybe like two weeks, maybe a little more, just depending on what I got going on. For the most part, I take good care of my nails. Like I have clippers at the house. I got filers at the house, and I do it myself. But... You know, every now and then I like to just go in there, get away from the house, get away from everything, and just kind of just chill out. Give me a nice massage I, on the chair. I love it. So. Like I, I used to. <clears throat> this used to be an issue between Mrs. Clark and I because I would see how much money she was spending on him. Oh yeah. And then I went for the first time and I said, Oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You figured it out. I huh? understand yeah. why it is. Absolutely. It is worth every yes. penny. That is nice. It's definitely worth it. You so so we. You understand now why he was over there laughing I, and giggling. All right, all right, you don't have to keep All right, I'm, I'm going to save you from this, Glenn. Let, let, let's move right along, okay, friend? <laughs> um, so, Tyus, we know that you are a basketball guy. You go to basketball games all the yeah. time. Um, I don't know if you're going to keep going to Wizards games. So. Well, I mean, well, you know, it's something to do on a Friday night. Exactly. Mm. It I'm really is just something to do when you're bored. Um, but ultimately... They have started the uh, in-game tournament. Yeah. First of all, the floor, I couldn't watch it be because of the way off. that it looked. Yeah, it just and be throwing out my eyes. I just couldn't do it. But what are your thoughts on this NBA in-game tournament that is a month long? I think it doesn't end until the first week in December. It's stupid. Can I say it for is you? It's stupid. Yes, it's a month. Why is it so Cause it only Because I think they only do it two games a week. Yeah. So that's why it's so it long. It doesn't make any sense. We can't make it make sense. I asked Tyus, not you. No, and Justin. Ooh. <laughs> 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 Tyus and Justin. Tyus and Justin. What are your thoughts, Tyus and Justin, on the NBA in-game tournament, Tyus and Justin? Well, Rita, my thoughts on the on the tournament is yes. you see a lot of you see a lot of sports that have in game well tournaments within their league. I mean soccer does it all the time. True. Um football doesn't do that. But no. I'm sure a lot of other teams do. Name another sport that name one other sport that does it. One. He just told you one. Soccer. Now name one other one. Yeah, that's what Bay- I thought. No. 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 I show WNBA. you baseball. 
Yes, now, I guess. Yeah, WNBA has one. Oh, yes. Well, WNBA, I do remember that because um, yeah. the Liberty beat the uh, yeah. Aces in that uh-huh. in-game tournament. Yeah. So, basically, basketball. I mean, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's cool just to do something different. You know, it brings, you know, eyes to the NBA in a different type of way besides just a normal basketball game. And, of course, they're trying to switch it up with the, with the courts and stuff. So Would that just, mess you up when you were playing? Would that have... I'm sure, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm used to a floor that looks like this, and then I wake up the next morning and the floor is red. <laughs> like, I'm going to be thrown off, you know? And, I mean, of course, you know, it's great for media, media attention and all of that, but, I mean, it's just something that the NBA trying to try out, and I, I respect it, and I understand, and I'm sure it's working out well for them. Justin, do you do you uh, have an NBA team that you follow? Do you feel have you been a watching the uh, tournament? Do you care? Um, I used to watch NBA so much, man. But since I've been in the league, man, I've just been like so engulfed in football and just watching so many games. But I need to get back on my NBA game because huh? I've been I've been slacking. I ain't gonna lie. Were you um, a Mavs fan when you were? Oh, yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember when we won the championship with the Heat when LeBron was there. That yeah. was. Good times, good times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justin, your story, I think, uh, I don't know that everybody's familiar with it, right? Like, the, the son of Nigerian immigrants. Um, your family didn't know anything about football, right? Like, when you started playing. But they've become big, like, football. Like, what, it, what they watch now, do they, like, know what it is that you're supposed to be doing on a certain play? Yeah, like, now they know, yeah, definitely. And just, uh, they, ask, they still ask questions and stuff like that, but defense they're just excited just to be out there they always like talk to me about what offense and stuff can do better but like, my mom defense we can do stuff better too you know what i'm saying so, but, but uh it's just it's great it's great for them just to uh watch it and just to be engulfed in it and just uh see their son playing in it so you, you talked about what they have been through coming to america what what does it mean for you to now find success and like i, I don't know if it show, hey, this was the dream that you wanted here. Like, this is what you were chasing for me, and I'm, I'm having the opportunity to live it out. Yeah, it's just, uh, for my parents, they just wanted to see me happy and doing something that I love to do, and I just, uh, just a blessing to be able to go into the building and work with guys like Tyus and Adafe and all these guys, Calvin, Noy, and just, we have, we, we have a really tight bond, I would say, and just, uh, the sky's the limit for us, you know what I mean? I feel like we're just getting started, honestly. All right, give it up one more time. Justin Matabike. <laughs> Tyus Bowser. Great Eights memorabilia is hosting two great charity events in December. First, there's the Rolling with Santa Bowling Party and Toy Drive on Saturday, December 16th at Parkville Lanes with Keaton Mitchell and Brandon Stevens. And then the Project 500 Gifts Toy Drive with Justin Matabike on Tuesday, December 19th at Wise Markets Haverty Grace. Find out more at Facebook.com slash GreatEightsMemorabilia or GreatEightsMemorabilia.com with the number eight. When we come back in, we're going to get ready for Cleveland this week. We're going to, um, we got a lot of things still we got to cover a little bit. We got to figure out what it's going to take to make sure that Justin never leaves Baltimore. We got to figure out.